0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this
1: one. This episode 161, Better Luck Tomorrow from 2002. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode is brought to you by am-i-cool.com. There are some things in life that are required. Air, water, light, and being cool. You may not think of yourself as cool, but next time you trip on some pavement stone, you will want to handle it in a cool way, and that's the question. Just how cool are you? Shout out to amicool.com. We're here already,
0: episode two, at a website with dashes in the title. Very cool.
1: (laughs) Well, I presented this. Well, I mean, they contacted us to be a sponsor, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Because this is a 15-question survey to tell you how cool you are, and I would like you to take it. Right now? Sure. I want Brian to take it in the back half of the episode, too. I want to see if you are cool. Start.
0: Men. Regular Coke.
1: What are your questions? Oh, no, you have, like, different questions than I do.
0: Oh, the first was, do you wear socks in bed? No. This is Too Fast Too Forever. We're talking about Better Luck tomorrow with Brian Rodriguez of High School (laughs) We could do it later. We could do it later. No, right now, I'm I'm doing the quiz now. Okay. You're sharing a romantic moment over a meal. Your phone rings. You... Ignore the phone. Oh! Walking down the street and trip on a raised paving stone. Do the little jog people always do? Yep. yep. Apple releases a new iPhone. Get it. You to be one of the first. Do you still know your MySpace the login? No. You get offered a choice of fine artwork for your house. Boy, I don't want an original movie picture, Pulp Fiction movie poster, Pulp Fiction. I'm going to go with a Monet. That's what I want You're with. You're thinking of buying a new car. You consider a Ferrari. Mm. Go for pizza. Your pizza's cheese, tomato, and. One or two extra toppings.
1: I like the toppings amount makes you cool. Will Smith's
0: best moment in Bad Boys. Ooh. You're at a restaurant with your partner and want a starter. You choose. You have what your partner's having, just like in the quiz. Who's the coolest, Steve McQueen or Tom Cruise? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. It is. I gotta go with the one that I podcast about. Can you cook? Um, overall, kind of. That's not really an answer though. I'm gonna say overall between yes or no, I'll say just say no. Okay. You order a coffee. You get iced iced slash flavored coffee or a black filter americano i guess i guess i did the black is more important than the iced so I'll, get, I'll go black your ideal watch is uh i guess an apple watch my cool is 40
1: percent. i was I'm 40 not cool. i was 40 percent as well
0: <laughs> over 90 is cool as ice 70 to 90 is slightly cool 50 to 70 is a bit mild 30 to 50 is not cool 10 to 30 is seriously uncool under 10 is you're kidding you kidding exactly Boy, glad well, we're glad we're both not cool. I didn't think it was gonna be. I didn't, I didn't know how it was gonna break down. Uh, <laughs> but if I knew it was gonna be a percentage, I thought I would have been like around sixty. I don't think like forty hertz, like below fifty hertz. I think. I know. I got forty-two. I'm right there with
1: you. But I was like, okay, I'm at like <sighs> seventy-five, and it was like, nope. Fuck this sponsor.
0: <laughs> Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? This is the first episode in months and months and months that we are finally recording the intro before the episode. We are back on schedule, so patrons will be hearing this episode days and days before everyone else, because I will edit it shortly and put it up
1: immediately, so very excited about that. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke? We came back from Rachel's parents' house, watched the Steelers lose. That was fun. Hockey season starts tomorrow, because it's Tuesday, so the Penguins play Wednesday. So, like, my emotional toll of watching the Steelers lose is already gone because I'm like hockey season starting. That's way more fun for me anyways. Oh, uh, Rachel's mom got her one of those like how-to-catch-a-murderer, like, game box things.
0: Escape room kind of thing, but at home? Sort yes. Of, or the, like, mafia at home or whatever, such one of those.
1: Yeah, so she sent us one of those, so we're gonna try it out. I don't know how it is yet, but I'm excited about Can that. Can you do it with two people? Yeah, you do it as, a, like, a, as like, a couple or a group. You like, Oh, okay, cool. Okay, good. It's, you know, it's just like you're solving one word problem, essentially, right? Yeah, so we're gonna try that out, but I was doing my fantasy hockey draft last night, and I recorded an episode of third times a charm with the Mikester and we talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3.
0: Do you know if he's putting that out this week or is he putting it out next month? He, he said
1: February. Okay. We did add a little he we did kind of talk about that he he might be joining us. For a topic.
0: Well, I will segue that into there is a new Nicolas Cage project out, the history of swear words on Netflix. i yeah. sure you've
1: heard about this, right? I did. I did. A lot of people were telling me, talking to you about it, and you and I had mentioned it, and we we talked about, you know, this could be either really good or really bad, and I don't know which way it would go. It kind of sounds like drunk history, but of swear words.
0: Yeah, it's good. We watched it. Oh, cool! Uh, Mike and I watched it separately, and then we recorded an episode and put out the episode already, so it's out on the Cage Club feed. And I want to—I want to tease that what I was saying before is that we tease that Mike would be joining us this lap for a as of yet unannounced movie. we do not say a theme, but
1: Oh, so you're just, so we're just sprinkling
0: breadcrumbs everywhere. Yeah. Huh? Well, I will say that he will be on one episode of the main feed and one episode of a bonus Patreon episode. Then it will also be, you know, when If and When F9 comes out, he'll be on for that too. He'll be yeah, the first course. guest on that as always.
1: Yeah, as always.
0: So History Square Words is good. I don't think you need to watch all 6, and I don't know if it's because the same format just runs stale, yeah. Or because I can see that. Just they they shoot their load early, but the first two episodes are fuck and shit. So each episode breaks down a swear word in history, and it's a nice blend, I think, of Nicholas Cage as host and moderate—not really moderator, but like they come back to him for interludes in between. And they bring in comedians. And they also bring in like lexicographers and like historians and like okay. wordsmiths and like actual learned people. And so they have comedians like Nikki Glazer and
1: oh, I like Nikki Glaser.
0: Open Mike Eagle and a bunch of different people talking about their experience with these words and what they, how they like using them and whatever. And then they have people talking about like, well, actually, like the word bitch started as like this, blah 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 blah, and like it became this like slur against women because of X Y and Z or whatever, right? So yeah, it makes sense. It's a blend of humor and intrigue and whatever. I would say if you're curious about it, watch the first two and then stop because I don't think that they get better from there. But the first two are really good. Again, it might just be because I was enjoying it and it was new and fresh. But Nicolas Cage is good. We were, I was, I still am worried about the memification of his persona. Yeah, that's what like, we're talking about. Yep. He was a meme online. Mike and I started Cage Club to prove that that's not all, all he is. And I think we did. But like, he's leaning into that between that and Tiger King and the, the Joe Exotic series and the movie where he plays himself, I'm just like, Ugh, come on, guy. Yeah, but, like, it's good here. Like it, it's it's not worrying or it's not worrisome, so I'm glad about that.
1: He he needs paid. Get paid. We never hurt, you know. Oh,
0: and he almost certainly did everything in one day. Like it's all the that's, same yeah, set. Yeah, it, it was just like an
1: afternoon. Like okay, good. I'm done. I never like am disgruntled by somebody trying to get paid go for it that's awesome but yes i can see your point just be like don't lean into it so hard bud like we, yes. we believe in you
0: two other very minor updates number one david ehrlich put out his year end video which he normally does in december but i think because of the pandemic and whatever and he also has a baby now he put out in january it came out yesterday as cool. we were- recording this. It's great. Uh, his number one movie surprised me. His number one movie, spoilers, was is a movie called Time, which is a documentary that's on Amazon Prime, which I've not seen. It was on my list, but in conjunction with the video, he was looking to raise $10,000 for these two New Orleans based charities to help people who have been incarcerated, like to help the families of people who have been incarcerated. Oh. And so he's like, "If I raise $10,000, I'll do one for this year too." And so I donated hundred bucks, and like he he helped, he hit it like in the first day. Like he's at like twelve or thirteen thousand dollars already. Oh,
1: that's awesome. Is does that have to do with the documentary is time about yes, people? Yes, it's that what it's cards? about. Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought.
0: It was cool that the number one movie tied into the thing he was doing. So he was raising money, for, think, for two different charities that both tie into the movie that I will see this week or soon because that very was one cool. of the ones that I you know hadn't seen yet but mean to. So that was pretty cool. And the other very minor update: Kara messaged me and said she had an idea. Remember last episode we were talking about the hashtag to watch for hashtag yes. to use yes, for yes, my yes. Simpsons Seinfeld. She gave me a hashtag that has zero hits right now. I'm gonna. I'm probably going to delete and redo my tweets because she thinks her idea is two separate threads, one for Simpsons, one for Seinfeld.
1: That might work better. Yeah, Kara smart. That makes and sense. And have
0: hashtag one hashtag that I like got master for both, a crossover hashtag for both, and then have a sub hashtag for each. And so That's the one she gave me smart. was hashtag Joey Finally Watches, which has zero results on Twitter right now, which is oh, perfect.
1: Oh, that is really good. And okay. then I guess
0: I could do Joey Finally Watches The Simpsons and Joey Finally Watches Seinfeld or whatever. And you could
1: use that for everything. Like that's yeah, genius. That's what she was saying. Yep. Because you did like Step Brothers, Step Brothers you never saw. You know what I mean? Like all of sure. these movies that we harass you about that you're like, Oh yeah, I've never seen that.
0: But I wanted to shout out to Kara because she messaged me this morning. That's and genius. she was like I feel like messaging, like, it's not like the old days of AIM, like, oh, Joe's online. Hey, what's up? How are you? Just like people just say things, but she just messaged me, like, out of the blue, she's like... Here's what you should do. I was like, cool. I like it. Like, not even like a buildup. Like, I knew what, I knew what she was talking about, and it was it was great. So, Carol I always
1: Carol. cracks me up. She sends us messages like this, where she's like clearly listening listening to the episodes, which is like very unusual. Like, I know that we have people that do listen to them, but usually people that we know don't listen to them. Our friends normally don't. <laughs> Our friends normally don't. So Carol will be like, oh yeah, like something something something, and she'll like totally reference what we were talking about at in the intro, mm-hmm. and it makes me so warm inside. So. Thank you, Kara, because I'm sure that you're listening to this too. So thank you. Thank you, Kara, and that's genius. Well, that's Listen to her; she I, she nailed it. That was great.
0: So next week we'll have more updates because this was a quick turnaround. We recorded on Saturday, and now we're doing on Tuesday to clear of the Penguins. But then we'll be yes. back next Wednesday. So you know we're still in quarantine, but hopefully something interesting
1: will happen in the next eight nights. Who knows? Dude, when we do these wait when we do these like week long ones, I always uh, the same shit that you're gonna get from me is gonna be whatever happened in the past two days, anyways, because that's all I remember,
0: and it's always. Is going to be watch Trash TV, drink beers, hung out with
1: Rachel, and that's it. Essentially, on loop. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. much what happens. Or like, went to go visit one of our parents. Oh, I finally scheduled my COVID vaccine, so I will get it on Thursday of this week. When does this come out? Friday?
0: Uh, this com- No, this
1: comes out Tuesday. Okay, so I will already be a week we don't, we deep We have no more it.
0: Friday episodes.
1: Damn, dude. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're sticking with Tuesdays. That's right. By the time that this releases... I will be one dose deep into my COVID vaccination, and that is awesome, and I hope that that gives you guys optimism, because it sure makes me optimistic, not like I'm going to change anything that I'm doing, but it's cool that it's coming out, so.
0: Yeah, very cool. I applied for vaccination, like, NewJersey.com or NewJersey.gov, excuse me, NJ.gov put together, like, like, this... Q system where you could request a vaccine. There's no information. I don't know when I'm getting it, but I'm in the thing. They email me twice like, hey, we are confirming, and then hey, you're in phase 1C or, some, or step 1C or something, but like, I don't know what that means, but I'm on the list, which is good.
1: I don't know if they're using the same phasing system, but I know that we are currently in 1A. Okay. I don't know if that relates to you or or not. Well, like, that- I was
0: saying to you that, like, it doesn't really matter much to you until Rachel
1: gets it, because it's not like you can do things really without her. <laughs> yeah, and even then, it's like, the thing is, like, I'm going back and forth to work, and I have, like, I am in a room yeah. with, like, some people. I mean, granted, we're all, you know, very careful. We have tons of PPE, and they're all scientists, so, like, nobody's taking this lightly, I will feel better knowing that, like, I probably won't bring this back to her if for any reason I did catch it now. You know what I mean? Or, like, I can't catch it. So, but, there, you know, all the qualms. And, and I
0: don't stuff. know, like, I so there's good news yeah. and bad news. The bad news that I've heard is that, like, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't get it, you just won't get sick from it, so, like, you could still carry it, possibly. But the, yeah. I did read good news recently that, like, people who have gotten it and have had the antibodies in their system for, like, months and months, like, it seems like the shot will actually inoculate us for longer. I mean, that's just what they think now that might change, but there was some unsure nature of whatever about like, you might need a booster every six months or whatever, which especially, you know, given how many people would need it and how difficult it is to roll it out would be a really tall order, but if it does last longer like if it takes a year or whatever to last you know, 18 flu- months, like that's shots, good Flu shots, man
1: yeah, we get flu shots every year, so I'm sure that eventually one day we'll just wrap this into a flu shot and we'll be good to go, so yeah, that's my yeah, hope yeah, and yeah. guess.
0: We have a Patreon page in the show, Too fast 2 forevercom Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex and Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, aka a- Montez. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us at the $5 level or above. Yeah, thanks. If you have not submitted your movie pick for this year, Mm -hmm. or if you're not sure if you did, or if you just want to confirm email us or message us or whatever because i was talking to the aforementioned brian rodriguez of high school slumber party i was like yeah you don't have a pick because like he had submitted two and then i was like you need to let me know which one and then like there was a miscommunication so like i'm pretty sure i have everyone who has submitted one but if you have not sent yours in yet and you're at the ten dollar level ten dollar a month level or above do that thing i have one right now as it stands for justin for larson for Haley, for alex and for brian i think but I still need Nick's, I still need Jake's, and I think I still need Ben's, too. So Ben, Jake, and Nick, if you're out there and you're listening, please email in or whatever your pick for either lap 8, 9, or 10. Sounds please, good. Thank you. We also have a uh, store, TooFast2Forever.shop, if you want to do that thing over there. But Joe, we have an email address, familyatcageclub.me, and we have two emails today. Okay. First is a shorty from Jason. Hey fam, what's up?
1: What's up, Jason? How are you doing, buddy?
0: Rumors has it that F nine may face yet another delay if things don't improve in the coming months. I hope it does not get delayed again. But it does feel good to take a break from watching Fast and Furious movies. I've been watching the Mission Impossible film series. Anyways, be safe. Love you guys. Ride or die.
1: Um, yeah, he sent us that article, and there was like an interview with Vin Diesel.
0: We'll talk about that later. On the streets. Yep. Jason's been playing. He's been towing this line between watching these movies, not watching these movies. You know, he's putting a a countdown image on our Facebook page every day, counting yeah. down the number of days there. And then he says he's not, he's not, not watching watch. them, but you know, I posted, I posted on Instagram, our episode picture for today's episode last week's with Heather Antos. And, uh, He said, watching it right now. So, Jason, I don't know if you're watching these or not. It seems like you are, but you're saying you're not, so... What's the truth? I don't know, man.
1: We'll have to find the truth. The truth is out there. Truly, truly.
0: Our other email today is from Renano DiDonano, subject line, The Fast and the Furious.
1: What's up, bud? How are you doing?
0: Happy New Year's, guys. hope the holiday season has been treating you well.
1: Pretty decent. Yeah, it was.
0: I think plenty has been said about the film, but I just love the early 2000s action film aesthetic, which really takes me back to a simpler time and a hilarious dialogue that's easily quotable. It's pretty crazy to see the evolution of this franchise 20 years later, yet I somehow always get duped into thinking the botched truck heist is the end of the film, and that Johnny Tran's death, question mark, was kind of brushed over like it's not that important. Final race is iconic, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, now we've gone through this so many times, but I remember watching it earlier. The climax of the film does feel like the truck heist, right? Yes.
0: And I'm going to have some more thoughts about that when we get to the deleted scene, the minute, the trailer that we're covering today. We'll talk about that then. Yeah. But it does feel like the climax, even though we we say all along... The real emotional core is Dom and Brian.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: There's not much that I can add to the discussion about this movie, but I had a couple questions. Were there any other candidates for Ja Rule's role? Method Man, I think, would have been awesome, or DMX, as he had done a couple films at the time, was pretty huge. seems like they wanted to cast a rapper, but I'm wondering if there are any other casting choices that you guys would rather
1: have liked to see. I'm thinking, like, Nelly would have been a great uh, rapper cameo for this uh, like of the time similar vibes get cisco in there no cisco's way done by this time in 2001 like he was a one-hit wonder he had one song
0: yeah but then that song come out around that time that was 99
1: at that point like that he already hadn't released another album there was no like second no, single he had
0: so he had uh, unleashed the dragon in 99 he had return of dragon in 2001 so
1: yeah but that, they didn't have i guess the timeline's it. a little bit off he didn't have hits on it though. It wasn't like that was a good album. Like oh, Nelly had like He
0: still he put out an album last year apparently. Jesus, really? That's what Google says.
1: Oh man. I wonder what that sounds like. I hope it's just 20 remixes to the to the thong song.
0: Who else could be good? Who else could be good as a rapper in that role?
1: Dr. Dre, Snoop you could have had any of those. They're too guys. big, though.
0: I think they're too big, and plus, I think, I think Snoop would have been like the Hector role. Oh, good that's call. more like he's kind of the MC of the event, not like a racer. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, that works. I don't know.
0: That's a good question, though.
1: Yeah, I think Nelly's my choice. That's my go-to. But I don't think anybody else was considered for it. At least we've never heard of anything. No, and they
0: wanted to have him back, or they want they they wanted him back, and he's like, yeah, give me fifty million dollars or whatever, and they're like, no, and they got Ludacris, and now Ludacris is you know the rest
1: is history, right? Making so they 50 wanted fifty million back, dollars so. a movie. <laughs> To be in these movies. My, 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 how the turntables, right?
0: If they get to design another Lego set from the franchise, which car would you like to see get picked? I'm hoping for any of Brian's, but the Super would be my number one choice. I think we talked about this when I was doing the Lego. Like, I think the Super has to be it, or maybe Han's RX-7, but like... Get it supra
1: i think the supra hans is a great choice a skyline like the the too fast the blue and silver skyline brian's from too fast those are the ones that really stand out to me obviously they try to do something newer but that's not as cool right like you want like a really really classic one did
0: you guys ever suss out if double clutching would have actually helped brian in the initial race we talked about that oh we talked about that in the um in the watch party,
1: yeah, and everybody was always laughing that like this is something that like only truck drivers do or something. And I watched a whole video on double clutching, and everybody's just like, just don't do it. Well, I think Matt especially was just like, you don't downshift, you just upshift. Like you just yeah, you're just going upshift. Like you, like if you're actually drag racing you don't even really need to use your clutch too much, is what Matt was saying. Then we laughed at him for drag racing.
0: Because I think, like, the movie makes it seem like it's a lot longer, but it's a 10-second race, right? Like, that's all it is, and so...
1: Yeah, it's a quarter mile. It's a 10-second quarter mile, you know, first, third, fifth. That Like, you can even skip, so...
0: I tried doing a bit of research, but read that it might only be useful in drag racing, which makes sense in this case, and to gear down for truck drivers. It seems like a line written without much thought, but for Dom to sound cool.
1: Which is what we talked about. If you are thinking about this... Watch the Craig Lieberman videos. He talks all about the dumb shit that they put in the movie that he disagreed with because he didn't think drag racers would like it. But the movie's not just for drag racers, so...
0: yeah. I also wanted to chime in about the discussion you guys had about Joey going through the Seinfeld and Simpsons for the first time.
1: Mm -hmm. I think
0: it's real interesting that you're not sure if you'll like it because you didn't grow up with it and I think there's some merit to that. So season 11 or 12 was new when I started watching The Simpsons, but I also watched the early ups a lot through reruns and prefer those, whereas my mate prefers these later seasons because it's it's what he watched first. It would make sense to like the stuff you grew up on the most. Mm -hmm. I also think my mate is wrong in thinking it's better than the early seasons because there's no debate when it's just objectively better writing, But of course, there's nothing wrong with preferring the later seasons as a matter of taste season one is weird, though, not all that funny or great outside the app moaning Lisa. There were a lot of production issues, you can see how awful the animation is, and that bleeds into season two, but the writing has kicked up a notch by then, at least.
1: That's cool. That's a good take on it. I feel like a lot of these cartoons, like, you know, like, the the first season of South Park 2, like, they have to get used to the animation and the writing, and and there's a reason why they're still on, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, or whatever, so.
0: So I have one friend who I watched The X-Files with who was watching these along with me, and I was talking to him about it, and I was also talking to another friend, and they're both like, yeah, this first season's bad. I'm like, it's the same thing, like, don't watch past nine, but also don't watch one. It's just like, you guys, they just enjoy the show. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> You're so There's grumpy. There's such a cult yeah. mentality of, like, these are the only good episodes, season three to nine. Like, that's it. It's like, well, no, I mean, like, I'm enjoying these. Today's episode was a telltale head, which I've seen, like, I think I've seen the first season. This is not my third or fourth time. I just haven't gone farther than, like, season three, but, like, this is the one where Bart, to prove he's cool, cuts off the head of Jebediah Springfield, at like the statue, and then mm. everybody gets mad at him, and then he puts it back. That. It's so weird to have these people be like, yeah, don't watch past this, and these aren't bad. It's just like, I, yeah, I get it, but like, it's still, like, this isn't bad. Like, it's still, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it.
1: The Simpsons is definitely one of these things, too. Like, the fans are specifically, like, very religious about which seasons they enjoy. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Seinfeld follows a similar pattern in that season one's Unremarkable, but things pick up a fair bit by season two, and season three starts that, hits that sweet spot. It I does. think Seinfeld is the goat sitcom, but can be a hard show to recommend as you kind of need to discover it yourself, and I can see why you might not like it compared to the praise it gets.
1: I don't know. I think that I w- this is a show, I agree with that to an ex- extent, in the sense that if you didn't grow up in the 90s or can remember it, Maybe you wouldn't like it. If you have any remembrance of that time, then I think it's the greatest sitcom of all times, and there's no way you won't enjoy it.
0: Some of the worst TV watching experiences I've had in my life have been watching The Office with people who love The Office and who pre-laugh oh. at jokes before they come on. And I'm like, I, you're not even giving me an opportunity to enjoy it. It's just like... Oh, this is my favorite part. It's like, yeah, like, let me enjoy. Like, I think watching alone will at least let me be objective. I don't know if I'm going to like it as much or not, but like, I won't have the hype, but I also won't have like the overblown whatever,
1: you know? Yes. Like one of the first times that I was like watching a lot of Simpsons episodes together was with you and your friends and the Simpsons fans add a lot to the experience of watching for me. People that love The Office, hot take, I think The Office is highly overrated. I think it's a good show. People love it way too much for me. You know, like all the memes that are like, Netflix is taking The Office off. Like, holy shit, the world is collapsing. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, it it was a funny show. I watched it. There's really good episodes, but there's like a lot of side story that like I just don't care about. And people that love The Office love ruining The Office while they watch it with you. I don't get it. I don't get
0: it. Uh, Whatever. Looking forward to hearing a little bit about Joey's dive into these shows and hoping for a fruitful, fruitful, 2021 for the Too Fast, Too Forever crew. Kind regards, Renato.
1: Well, I'll thank you, Renato. you, sir.
0: I also started watching this week. Uh, I'm only going to watch the first season, but I watched, I'm watched. i watching uh, Red and Stimpy for the first time.
1: Oh, cool. I don't... Oh, man. I watched so much of it as a kid when it was on, like, Nick, right? Wasn't it on Nick? Yeah. I cannot remember anything. And I remember when I was, like, maybe a late teen or something, I watched an episode and I was like, how the fuck did I not watch this on drugs? Because this makes no sense. So I haven't revisited it in a while.
0: The original creator, John Kay, like got fired in the middle of season two at some point because they were like, he was, I think, difficult to work with and they were like turning in episodes late and everything was just, just fell apart or whatever. But this first season, you know, I'm enjoying it. Like, I don't know if I love it, but I really like it. And it's crazy. And like, you know, I think... It's wild. The fact yeah. that I'm not... Like, I still think it's kind of weird and a little gross. And I'm just like, but I don't see the big deal. But I'm thinking about it like 30 years ago and like marketed toward kids. is like, oh, okay. Like, this is like the 30th anniversary for it, right? So yeah. crazy.
1: Very, very scary. Yeah.
0: But that's all the emails for today. If you want to email family at cageclub.me and we will read it next time. Thank you for listening.
1: Yes. Please write emails.
0: Joe, on the streets, news about The Fast and Furious. There is this interview... With Vin Diesel, that Entertainment Weekly did. Did you read this or no?
1: I read a lot of it. He was talking about how he wants, he's a strong proponent for the theater experience. So he would like it to come out in theaters, which leads me to believe, like Jason said, that there's a likelihood that it'll get delayed again because I don't think we're going to be watching it in theaters. To me, it felt more like he was doing a dance and showing his hand to be like, I'm not letting them put the stream like on streaming.
0: Well, so like Kevin Feige, who is the guy at Marvel who like essentially orchestrated the MCU was like, this is like, this is our strategy. And like, you know, there's a lot of people who helped make the MCU work, but he's one of the people who like was at the forefront of like, this is our strategy. These are the phases, whatever. Yes. He recently did an interview. I think, to hype up WandaVision, which comes out on Friday. But oh, yeah. like he was saying that Black Widow is on pace for stream- for theaters. And I'm like, OK, like he didn't say like, you know, in May, but No Time to Die, the Bond movie just got delayed again from April to the fall.
1: Yeah, that's what I don't I'm know. Saying.
0: May again on the cusp. I would say if the dates for these were like September, I think it would feel a lot Safer.
1: I think May's a hair optimistic. From everything that I've been talking about with my boss, he's saying summer, but his definition of summer was like July. Right. So,
0: so. I think yeah, Doctor Fauci's saying that things will get back to relative normal. Like he was, he, his, he's his thing is fall. Like he 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 keeps saying fall, not That's safe. full That's life safe. return to normal, but yeah. like yeah, just things will start to return normally in fall so we're more than halfway there which is a good thing but yeah this interview with vin diesel doesn't say a ton he talks about how it's it's important that han is there because han is family and it goes this backstory and like han was who dom was with in mexico and pulled jobs in mexico and so going back to the roots of john cena and jacob and like family that we didn't know and there's like this shroud of secrecy early on with the Toretto's like who came who emerged from that so to have that be the story here he was saying it makes sense to bring Han back and then given those two huge reveals not only that Dom is a brother but Han is back he's like you ain't seen nothing yet so like whether or not it's true whether to to what extent it's true he's saying that there's a lot more that is not in the trailer which I would hope so because like there's gonna Same. be like another two and a half hours of this movie but like you know
1: I don't know and we talked about this we teetered back and forth but I think that you're right and that makes sense that like if they're going to show Han in the trailer they're they got to be holding something back right I hope so I hope so too otherwise I'm gonna be a little disappointed
0: he did confirm that Dame Helen Mirren does get the drive which is good
1: oh cool that's a really cool fact
0: but yeah check out the Entertainment Weekly I, I posted it on our Facebook page and our mm-hmm. Twitter page so if you want to go check that out it's just interview like you can just kind of skim the question and be like okay that's what he's talking about and then read Vin's answer. Yeah, it's good. So there's a couple images. Nothing remarkable, right? So, no, nothing crazy. Trailer soon, maybe. I don't know. But we'll see. Hopefully. We'll see. The final thing to do before we bring in Brian to talk about Better Luck Tomorrow is to talk about the Fast and Furious Minute. Not only really to Delete the Scene, we are talking about the trailer today. We are talking about the Fast and the Furious official trailer number one, 2001, HD.
2: for a little ride.
1: This is yours, but if you win, you get her too.
2: the hell was that all about
1: a business deal that went sour plus i made the mistake of sleeping with his sister
0: So, there's not really, I'm not gonna do a plot or overview because it is a movie trailer, but it's a 90 second trailer and it
1: spoils a shitload. Uh, The whole fucking movie. Entirely spoiled. I mean, granted, it is going 7,000 miles an hour and the cuts are literally milliseconds long. Every possible twist and turn in this movie is seen in the trailer.
0: You get Dom's crash at the end in here. Oh, yeah, you You get, get that's like the longest shot,
1: actually. The only shot that you'd remember from this is that the charger crashes. Because it's, like, the the only one that lasts more than three seconds.
0: The most surprising thing to me is the first person you see is Hector. Yeah. You see Hector his crew, and I'm like, huh, okay. I mean, the first line is Dom, and he's the first main character you see, but you see Hector, you even see Edwin before you see Dom. I'm like, okay, so they're establishing this is not about Dom, this is about the scene, and I'm like, okay,
1: okay. You're right, that's a good point. It does feel like it's more trying to showcase just cool things. And I was thinking, like, we watch a lot of these trailers now from different, you know, eras and stuff like that, and this one is just, like, so stimulating. It's so hyper-stimulating. It's cut, like, a very intense action movie, like something we'd see, like, for Mission Impossible today, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what this movie is.
0: I mean, there's nothing more stimulating than 1999 by Limp Bizkit, the song that scores this trailer, but this move, this trailer takes... All of the action, all of the sex really like there's all of it. girls making out very early on. Mm-hmm. There's Brian and Mia making out, there's Letty taking off Dom's coveralls, there's Monica promising the line in here about the menage. Like yep. not not the word menage, but like you get her too. And then we get just like a close up of an ass shaking. Like there's so much sex condensed into this, it's like this is going to blow all of your like senses. Yeah. Everything's going to go into overload here. Like it's cars, it's action,
1: it's hijacking, it's sex, it's women, it's fast all, It's just like, yeah. And the movie's really not knotted. We talk about it, the pace is fast. Broken and the movie furious. down a lot. It is. This isn't the whole movie. There's a lot more. They condensed everything that they thought was like high adrenaline from the movie yep. into into a minute and a half. There's two interesting
0: things the way they cut it. I made notes in the note document, but they cut from the helmeted guy who we know as Vince jumping onto a truck to hijack the truck, but then they cut almost immediately to Johnny Tran and Lance and everybody in the same helmets, shooting up the car that, you know, Brian's Supra, right? Yes. Brian Skyline. Skyline. Skyline?
1: No, that was his um, eclipse. Sorry, the green eclipse. The eclipse.
0: And it makes it look like Johnny Tran, based on, like, the transitive property, is hijacking the truck, which is, like, not necessarily a bad thing, but, like, that's not a misdirect. At that point in the movie, I guess early on you might think it's Johnny Trant. I don't know.
1: They, I don't think they took, they, they didn't take too much consideration into making this trailer.
0: No. At and all. the other thing that was kind of confusing is that there's these like title cards on screen, like when the sun goes down, another world comes to life, which is a tagline they use in the movie. If the lines must be crossed, if loyalties must be broken, do it fast and furious, and they have the title card at the end. But they say, if loyalties must be broken, and they have Vincent and Leon doing the like, I see you, I got you, like the eye gesture. So and it's, I'm like is yes. that a thread line like a plot line that got dropped
1: like i don't understand what that's about we watched so many deleted scenes and i don't think so i don't think that that was a plot line at all because it's the scene of them like right before they go to do the final heist and they're just like okay like let's you know eyes and ears eyes and ears like mm-hmm. we're gonna be, we're doing this together everybody stay focused everybody watch out for each other but like to the put that i really think that they just had somebody edit this this thing that hadn't seen the movie or like Probably, they were like yeah these are like the coolest scenes of the movie make a trailer out of it and they just did it without having any context of what they were showing
0: it's unfortunate i mean like it, it worked to a certain degree because you know it's high we are nine movies later right but like it's yeah just, it's kind of a bummer like i get you i don't know i don't know it shows a lot confuses a lot. Overall, just kind of, you know, compared to the other trailers, like you were saying before, we've been watching a lot of trailers from a lot of eras, like, I think it's good, like, it's engaging, but, like, it's not necessarily an accurate representation, and, like, it spoils too much.
1: It spoils everything. For my ADD brain, it's, it's hyper-stimulating, over-stimulating. Like, oh, okay. I can't stay focused on anything in this trailer. Like, it's just moving way too fast, even for me. You know, do you ever have those experiences? You probably don't, but maybe somebody else can relate. But, like, I have a lot of experiences where, like, I'll watch a show, and I will even pay attention to it, and at the end of it, I'll be like, I have no idea what just happened.
0: Like, if I even, like, in a scene, I'm like, I don't know, like, I will rewind, so, no. Yeah,
1: uh, and I'm not talking, like, oh, like, Christopher Nolan movies, like, wow, what a twist. I'm saying, like, I will have stuff that's, like, very directly straightforward. Like, Only Goss Forgives, right? If something's too hyper-stimulating, like, sensory-wise, I have no idea what happened. I can't tell you the plot of Only Goss Forgives or anything that happened in that movie, and I've now seen it, what, three, four times? I just see colors, and I'm like, it was beautiful. I know I liked it, but like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's what that's what this trailer felt like to me. Sure, Fair I enough. would have seen the movie I mean,
0: if nothing else. You walk away from like, okay, sex and cars. I'm gonna go see the movie. Like and that's cool. all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it does its job in that regard, right? Yep. So.
1: exactly. If you like these things that you saw 13 seconds of. You might like this.
0: So next episode, we are going to do another, a different trailer, whether or not it's a fan-created trailer or another trailer, I'm not sure. This is the official trailer, supposedly, so we'll see what the next one is. But the next one, I think, caught your attention. We showed it at the watch along recently. But there's like another like an alternate yeah. line in there. So like this is like there's not a lot of dialogue in here as you heard. But everything that was said, we know, right? Like it's not anything new. But the next one will be
1: be something else altogether. So we'll see. The next one was 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 tagged as a theatrical trailer. Okay. So I don't know if it is or not. It it's it's like using the other parts of the movie, and it's it's a little bit different and a little bit I think better.
0: Interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Any other thoughts about this trailer?
1: I think the Limp Bizkit song fits so well with the vibes of the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that you made a joke about it, but like, one, at the time, I fucking loved Limp Bizkit, and sure. two, it fits the whole vibes of this movie, so good choice. If they did anything right, it's setting the trailer to Limp Bizkit. Chef's kiss to you, Trailer Yeah, I, I think so. Cutter. I think so.
0: Let's take a break and let us bring in Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party to talk about the Justin Lin film, Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited.
1: forever this is episode number 161 better luck tomorrow this episode's brought to you by i am or cool er, amicool.com Am I Cool Test consists of 15 questions, answers, are multiple choice, and your first answer is your final answer. Brian, we didn't tell you about this, but in the intro to the episode, I made Joey take the Am I Cool Test.
2: Ooh. Was he cool? It's
1: different for every person, apparently, so please click on the link. We're not going to tell you our results yet. We're not going to tell okay, you our okay. results yet. I'm on the link. Read okay. the question out loud,
0: pick the answer, and we'll go. There's 15 questions.
2: Way to assume two genders. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very woke quiz. It's, it's definitely not.
2: Should I download this thing that it's telling me to download? Almost no,
0: certainly not. No.
2: Let me take it. I was taking it on my phone. Let me take it on the computer because it was like getting all these pop-ups. <laughs> Hold on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> they did pay us $10,000 to be at a, as a sponsor in this episode. So <laughs> yeah.
2: Am I reading it out loud, or am I just yes, taking a Yeah, sun, read, them, up, read them, oh, them out loud tell okay. us your answers. I don't know if you like uh, silent audio as an entertainment value thing on your podcast, but let's see. You were on the beach. Select from. You put your towel down and sunbathe. You rent a pedalo. You put your shades on, walk up and down the beach. You go for a swim, then sit on your towel and dry out. Uh, let's go for a swim. That sounds nice.
1: You're not going to be cool. You're not going to be cool if you answer like that. Just giving <laughs> you a heads up. But okay, go ahead.
2: Beards, big and bushy. That's what I have. Yep. Can you cook? I can cook. It's not very good, but that wasn't the question. Who is the coolest, Tom Cruise or Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen. Sorry. Oof. You were thinking of buying a new car. You consider a BMW, Volkswagen, a Ferrari, a Porsche. I'm sorry. I'm Jesse, a Volkswagen.
0: Okay. It's not going to help you, but go on.
2: I don't care about being cool. I grew up in the hipster generation, okay? You yeah, get, true. <laughs> you get offered a choice of fine artwork for your house. You select a signed poster of One Direction, a Kodinsky, a Monet, a Morandi, or an original poster of Pulp Fiction. A Monet. I'm going to sell that shit. Okay. Y- yes. You own one tie, four ties, two, three, two. I own four plus ties. I don't wear them, but. I, I just own ha- four
1: plus
0: ties, yeah. Well, I didn't get this question.
2: I just haven't thrown them out. Will Smith's best moment. Is from I'm just adding what? lines here. Will Smith's best moment? It just says dot dot dot. Select from, I Am Legend, Men in Black, Fresh Prince, Bad Boys. Ooh, this is hard. This is hard. I didn't have this
1: question either. I had this one
2: because I Am Legend great moments. Men in Black great moments. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Fresh Prince because that changed his life. It okay. Changed- changed his bad boys, but okay. life okay okay you are at a restaurant with your partner and want a starter you choose you have what your partner's having some garlic bread a small salad or some freshly cooked bread rolls i don't like any of these where are the mozzarella sticks where are like the stuffed clams and the Ooh. garlic knots it's Camps garlic casino. bread that yeah clams casino Ooh. i'm gonna go with garlic bread because it's the closest to that but i'm not satisfied you fly enough to get silver status you attach a silver tag to your luggage you don't attach a silver tag to- I'm not attaching a silver tag to my luggage they oh dude like,
1: bad move peasant style
2: they should I'm I'm a humble man I'm a humble man same I'm not trying to be cool here I'm just trying to be myself come on be real do you still know your MySpace oh I throw
0: that mosaic tag on everything I'm like hey guys I'm
1: mosaic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that's different that's like not silver status that's like yeah. there's <laughs> one status
2: do you still know your MySpace login I do not I wish I did but I wasn't a really, really big MySpace person. I just yeah, stalked MySpace. You're you are you're walking down a street and you trip on a raised paving stone. You stop, look behind at the ground, and look upset. Phone your lawyer. Laugh. Do a little jog people always do after a trip and walk on pretending nothing happened. I don't even know if I would acknowledge if I tripped on a paving stone because I feel like I always do. So I'm going to say nothing happened. You go for a pizza. Your pizza has cheese, tomato, and... Four or more extra toppings, one or two extra toppings, three or four extra toppings, no extra toppings. So sorry to name drop this early in the podcast. I don't know if your fans even know me. I mean, I, I don't know. I've been on, what, like five yeah. episodes at this point? They who know knows? you.
0: I say your name in literally every episode. Yeah. So I previewed who you are in the intro.
2: I, I know I get name dropped, but I don't know if they truly know me. Regardless, I'll name drop another person, the Foodie Films Man. And he always says who? this, Kyle Reinfried, he has another show oh, yeah, 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 yeah. on this podcast network. I think, okay. one, I think one of your people called him the fruity foods man at one point, which I, <laughs> I'll still be in bed and laugh about, which is. <laughs> regardless, if it's the first time trying a place, and I'm assuming it is because as you go for a pizza, I'm not getting any extra toppings. I want to try their plain thing first to, Same. to know what the canvas is like, you know. Same. So I'm going to go no extra toppings. You are rich. You buy a boat. You get a motorboat without a sail, a yacht with a sail. Ooh, I'm getting a yacht. I'm an old-fashioned sailor, son. You, Oh, there's a lot of... Oh, last question. Good. <laughs> yeah. You, you're wearing a light gray suit. You wear brown shoes, sneakers and trainers, black shoes. Ooh, that's tough. I like, I like monochrome style. I usually wear the gray on the gray shoes. Yeah. I'll just... Uh, this is tough. <laughs> this is really tough. I don't like the brown and gray combo. I'm going to go black shoes, but... I really don't like any of these choices, so wait. God,
0: if he's cooler than us, I am uh, going to be very disappointed. He's not, because answered you all the questions cool. the same that I did. Pretty
2: much. <laughs> so what was your cool scores before I say? No! No, tell oh, us you yours first. Yours. Fine, I'll show you mine before you show me yours. 65% cool. Fuck, yeah. what the fuck? That what is, the that's fuck? a lie. It's not a lie. You know why? What, I, well, tell me your scores, and then I'll tell you why. 42? I'll tell you why. Because cool, in the original definition, in that jazz definition, is effortless. It's not caring. It's just being who you are. That's oh, the original cool. Yeah, no, I'm, it, I'm, does. it does say that somewhere. I'm just yeah, saying Yeah, it does. I'm just saying that because that's the definition of cool originally. I'm not saying I'm cool. I'm only sixty-five percent. That may be <laughs> passed some people's classes, but not everyone's classes. You know, <laughs> depends, on exactly. depends on the
0: curve. Exactly.
2: But you just have to just be yourself and and just see how it goes. You can't think about what's cool. Cool is just effortless, and that's the original definition.
0: Wait, so Joe, why did this sponsor approach us about this episode?
1: The the whole premise to this movie is tests, and the theme of the lap is being cool. So oh, it's no. a test about being cool.
2: <sighs> is that the theme of the lap? Because I thought it was things related to Tokyo Drift slash Japan stuff. Well, well
0: the yes. conversation starter each episode is about the cool moment in the movie, but I miss the old days when we had like Ford as a sponsor. Now we have m-i-cool.com.
1: <laughs> No, just amicool.com. Amicool.com.
0: No, so, <laughs> we got the dashes in there because
1: people go to amicool.com. It's not the same thing. I know, but I don't think anybody's going to go to it because we just took the quiz twice and uh, <sighs> they're all the same questions.
2: I'm really curious about how cool your audience is. Okay. So, so I think they should take it and I want to know. Email
1: family at cageclub.me with your cool percent. percentage. <laughs> what is your percentage? If
2: anyone's cooler than me at 65%, I will give them a coupon to listen to a free episode of High School Slumber Party.
1: <laughs> zero dollars <laughs> and zero
0: cents?
2: <laughs> For- <laughs> hey! Don't reveal the price. Yeah, I mean, just they'll get a little preview of what the show is like by my free, low, low price of zero dollars and zero cents.
1: <laughs> well, we started out on good foot. This is good.
2: <laughs> Should we just end because we we did such a good job? Yeah, we'll do the
0: rest. We'll, just, we'll do the rest on Friday on your show. That's fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love having Brian as a guest. Thank we you. are
0: doing the back half of this conversation on High School Slumber Party on Friday. So in three days from now. As you're listening to this, as it comes out, check out High School Slumber Party and check out our conversation over there. More about the high school elements. But here, I feel like we're going to talk a lot about Han, talk a lot about Justin Lin. Yes. Talk a lot about Just- Jason Tobin. Yes. Talk a lot about uh, the guy who plays Derek, whose name I forget until I look it up. Roger Fan, because he's also in Fast and Furious. So there's a lot of crossover here, baby.
2: And I'm glad you clarified it like that, Joey, because there are certain crossovers like a uh, Moesha and In the House UPN crossover where one episode might lead to the other episode and, and I think there's going to be some of that here but I think we're more going to focus on different subjects more our specialties on our mm-hmm. respective episode you as you said more Han and stuff I'm going to focus on some cool stuff, too, but I don't want to dissuade your listeners from listening, so I won't say what I'm focusing on.
0: Ooh. So speaking of that magic word, cool, Brian, if you had to pick, what is the coolest moment in this movie? To kick off the conversation about Better Luck Tomorrow, from 2002, directed by Justin Lin, the origin of Han. This is how dumb I am. That what? When they're talking like, I'm Ben, this is Virgil, here's Virgil's, here's Virgil's cousin, you know, he's everything Virgil's not, he's cool, blah, blah, blah. His name is Han. I'm like, holy shit, he's named Han in this, too. I was like, oh, right, Rachel why did why we're the, doing
1: this. <laughs> Rachel did the same. Thing. And I was like, yeah, that's why we're doing this. I didn't expect you to say that. That's like, I awesome. realized in the
0: same moment, but I was just like, oh my, oh, right, okay. Him leaning against a car with the cigarette, like, oh, that might yeah. be mine. Just, like, the introduction to him. Like, he is, he's a more neurotic Han in this. He's a teenage Han. I think my cool moment would be him, like, the introduction, like, oh, yeah, that's Han, like, smoking a cigarette, still got that same habit that he and Giselle talk about in Fast Five, Mm -hmm. him with the car, the Mustang, although it's not a Mazda, it's a Mustang, but, you know, American Muscle, shout out. He was riding American Muscle when he was rolling with Dom, right? For sure. Brian, what is your pick for the cool moment, doesn't have to be Han, could be anybody, any character in the movie, what's the coolest thing to you that happens in this movie? Character, moment,
1: anything.
2: That's tough. I, I mean, th- this movie gets intense. <sighs> There's a moment when Virgil is just like walking or on the street with uh, his boy, Ben, and he's wearing Jinkos. Yes. <laughs> and you know yes. what? For me, in middle school, at least, that would have been a cool moment. I don't know if it's, it's fair to say, but I just have to bring that up.
0: Do you think he was wearing soap shoes, too, so he could grind alongside? Oh, line? yeah.
2: Oh, God, I hope so. I hope... Oh, oh so man, this I feels miss- more in line
0: with your show, but well, yes, Sorry. But yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I miss soap shoes too. Oh, we'll we'll bring it up we'll leave again. Technology, all the high school references. We'll just we say will. no. This is not for the show. <laughs> yes,
2: I know. <laughs> well, that was more middle school for me, to be honest. Jenkos and soaps. Joey, just to echo your point on Han. Well, deep dive into it a little bit more on my show. Just a little tease. Is Han very similar to his Han character? Yes. Is Han different? Yes. But I want you to look back and remember what you guys did in high school. And again, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it more in my, on my show. I was like, this is high school hon." Huh?
1: This it's is, high school Han for this sure. It's high school
2: Han, Joe. Maybe we'll get into it more on my show. But when you were beating up Mac Miller in high school, and, <laughs> and, and Joey, Joey, when you were anonymous anonymously earning scholarships, you know you're a different guy now. You are both different guys now. So very different. I was a little afraid because I've never actually seen this movie. It's been recommended to me so many times, but once I started my show, I don't watch high school movies. Well, with a caveat, but I don't watch high school movies until I have to for the show. I. Was a little afraid that Han was going to be just a carbon copy of not just Tokyo Drift Han, but the Han we see later. And I'm so glad he's not. And I'm so glad there's a theoretical character progression. I'll leave it at that.
1: That makes so much sense and I'm 100% with you. It feels as if he needs to grow into himself, right? Absolutely. he's, he's, He's still playing. He's still, you know, there's feelers out there. He's trying to get, like, he has the cool elements, but he's trying to, like, work into his body. Like, when you hit a growth spurt or something, he's trying to, like, get into it. I feel it. Absolutely. Joe, what about you? What's your cool moment? Of course, Han is just the coolest by default, but I think that the coolest moment for me in this movie is when... Harold from Harold and Kumar was at the batting cages, and he asked the other kid, like, are you happy? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, that's some real shit, man. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. Like, he just, like, took him to go do cocaine and go to a batting cage and then asked him philosophical questions like... That's a cool guy thing to do.
2: That was my that was the second thing I was going to say in, in case you guys dis the Jenko thing. So, I no. agree with you, Joe.
1: Isn't it didn't it just feel like you're like, "Oh man, like this dude is leagues cooler than anybody else in this movie right now." So I agree. That was my cool moment. So,
0: in this movie, we have a few crossovers. Like, we're covering this for a few different reasons. Number one is obviously the origin of Han, which is very important. We've talked about... It. We've probably talked about this movie more than any other movie that we have not yet covered. Or seen. I didn't see it until now, so... I had seen it until now. Brian, had you seen this before? No, didn't?
2: no, like I said, this is my oh, first watch. we're all watch fresh. Because, like, I was waiting to watch it, so I'm so excited to watch it now.
0: Very, very cool. <laughs> so we've got Justin Lin here directing this film, who go on to direct 3 through 6 and 9 and beyond. We've got obviously Sung Kang here as Han we've got Jason Tobin who plays Earl here as Virgil and then we've got like I said before very minor role in the Fast and but Roger Pham plays Derek here who's kind of like the all around like all American guy Uh, is in the movie Rush Hour but he plays FBI agent in Fast and Furious and he's also in a movie called Deb's with both Jordana Brewster and Devin Aoki.
2: Spoiler uh, alert.
0: There's no spoiler There's no spoiler there.
2: Whoa. It's a spoiler because, you know, you know. maybe we'll talk about it at some point. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the okay. Fast connections. Let's talk about the cool moments. Let's talk about the Han of it all.
1: I have a question to ask you. Go okay, should we start, like, low, or can I just jump right into the question? Jump right in. Guys? Let's dive in. Okay. Earl is friends with Sean in Tokyo in Tokyo Drift. Do we think... Earl shot himself, lost his memory, gets shipped out to high school in Japan as, like, punishment. That's why he's still in high school, and Han is not. And that's why he has a different name, and it's Earl, not Virgil.
2: Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He's got way different hair.
1: Maybe it's growing it out to stop the scar.
2: Ooh. I like that. I like that theory. We have an award on my show regarding, like, the ages of characters and stuff and and what they look like john cho famously has played younger characters for years so this dude i don't know how old he was but what's the what's the year difference between tokyo drift and this film this
0: is four years earlier
2: four years earlier so i mean and and that character is in high school in tokyo drift or he just hangs around high schoolers
1: Ooh, I,
2: Because I, th- I don't know if we mm. see him in the school. I can't quite remember.
1: You're right. He's part of Han's crew. He might not be in high school. Because
2: I don't think Keiko
0: or Reiko, again, i got to figure, I'm going to look it up right now, which one's which.
1: She's actually Keiko, but really
2: Reiko <laughs> in the movie, I think.
0: Because we have, obviously, Sean and Twinkie and Neela in high school. Yes. And also Morimoto's in high school. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Takashi's not in high
1: school. No. And Han's not in high school. No. But I don't think Earl is now that you say it either. You're right. He's just Han's friend.
2: Is there? Sorry, I'm just gonna ask. Is there a fast? What do you call it? A fast connection between yeah. uh, that character's name being Earl and Brian Earl Spillner, the fake name of Brian O'Connor?
1: I don't think so. I don't think these two are connected. <laughs> I don't think these two are connected. <laughs> but the okay, Earl, so this does not help. Earl Virgil thing is very close. Like maybe he had to assume a new identity. Virgil.
0: And- Earl. Oh. So,
1: uh, this doesn't help. Keiko Kitagawa
0: is the actress. Yes. Reiko is the character. I was, I was hoping it was Reiko real, like her real name is Reiko. That's not it. So like, I have to remember R is not R. Or just remember Keiko Kitagawa. We don't know her last name. Reiko is the character. So we don't know Earl and Reiko. We don't know we don't see them in school, so I, would, I guess they would be older. Yeah,
2: I mean, and we'll talk
0: about this on your show, too, Brian, but, like, none of these people look like they're high school age. No, no, people no. no. Look-
2: well, I mean, look, I, I do, like, I have a whole outline for my show to go over this, so I don't want to dip into it too much. Okay. And, and uh, Fast and Furious fans who listen to this show will stop doing this, like, oh, you listen to my show. I apologize. Stop apologizing. <laughs> yes, you told me to do that. Stop. I'll stop apologizing, but... It's not even your show. <laughs> Joey, I'm sorry for apologizing. <laughs> John Cho is thirty in this, as I mentioned. And yeah. What? Oh, oh my thir- god! Oh, John Cho was the oldest Sulu ever in Star Trek. Like he just does not age. People say that a lot about. Lobby. Oh, they look like vampires. Paul Rudd. John Cho is the real vampire. John Cho is almost fifty today, by the way. Damn. He's dude. a good-looking man, and he's great in this. But he
1: feels twenty-four. He feels twenty-four in this. I agree. Like at least twenty-four.
2: Just to be twenty-four and actually be thirty is amazing. It's nuts. as well. Yeah, but but Joey, I, I agree. It kind of was an older-looking cast. I don't hate it. Wait, why did we start talking about the olderness of this cast? Oh.
0: Because we were talking about whether or not Earl is in high school. Because, like, here's what I think. So, like, <laughs> we'll talk about this more in your show, and I'm not going to stop saying it. But, like, Ben, the main character, Ben, like, kind of, I think, could pass for high school. Virgil's kind of on the teeter-totter. Han still looks like Han, right? Like, Han, in, like, in our eyes, even Mia, who's in high school, like, it feels like all these people that we've been following are outside of the school zone. So, like, for Han to essentially still look the same in the hair, like, when he showed up, like, I just thought, again, he was this older guy kind of hanging around like his cousin went to school or whatever, and then, like, yeah, and then Han got suspended. I was like, wait, what the fuck? He's in high school? Like, how is that? Like, I (laughs) missed that. So I was just like, what is happening here? But he just looks like he's, you know, 27 or whatever. I don't know how old he actually was, but, like, he seems to be Old enough, or cool enough, or whatever, to party, to just not be a part of the system, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Han seems like 22 to me, like 22, 23. Joncho's like 24. The other two, I'm like Virgil. Virgil could pass for high school when he puts the Jenkos on and the soap shoes. Like, yeah, for sure, he's good. The movie starts out. At Shangri-La from Tokyo Drift. Yes,
0: I wrote that down. Okay. Uh, well, we we start in Media Res, kind of, which I am a little annoyed by. They find a body. It's just like let's well, just trust us to get there, right? Like I don't think yeah, we need we'll that, but that's fine.
2: Yeah. But that's so indie filmmaker, you know.
1: It is.
0: Yeah. Right. So is this, I think this is, ju- is this Justin Lin's first movie? Do we know that? No, it's his second
2: movie, but it's his breakout film. Like, okay.
0: Okay. Watching this movie, I'm like, it almost feels too stylized. Like when they're at that aforementioned batting cage scene, there's like the camera on the baseball and they're doing like the Michael Bay like camera around a person, but it's almost like the spiky yes. speed of it. Like, which is like, zoom, zoom, zoom. It's just like, okay, like we get it. Well, he's just preparing to direct Fast and the Furious is literally what he's doing. Oh. Like, the point I'm trying to get at, I think what I'm trying to make, I think, is that, like, he's like, look at all these things I can do. I will dial it back, but, like, here's all the ideas that I have. But it's like, there's some points where it's just like, this is cool, and there's other points where it's like, this is fucking frenetic as hell. Like, just relax, man.
1: Yeah, it feels very indie film to me. This whole movie's just like an audition tape to just submit to make a Fast and the Furious movie to me. That's all it is. Like, from the jump, it's just like, I could make a Fast and the Furious movie, but this is the budget I had, so here.
2: I was so surprised that this had so many visual cues that reminded me of the second half of the Fast and Furious run which obviously he's the captain of. I I was shocked by it because I wouldn't, I don't expect to see that in a high school movie. Look, I I watch high school movies, not for a living because I don't get paid, but I I, I watch high school movies for a hobby, we'll say. And this is one of the most uniquely shot high school movies I've ever seen. I could compare Tokyo Drift, but that would be stupid. I don't see a lot of high school movies that do these kind of cuts this way or these shots this way. Like I said, I was shocked to see this because I just assumed he watched previous Fast and Furious movies and kind of just... Like up the ante. But no, he was doing this from the jump.
1: Right from the go. This was just in his blood. I love it. And I
0: think that there are direct comparisons that, again, we will talk about in years about the high school, the the experience of actually being in high school on the campus feels the same. Like it feels like, oh, like they could be the same experience both in this school in, where are we in this movie? California?
1: Yeah, I'm guessing California, right? Yeah.
2: I I think it's supposed to be kind of Orange County-ish or the L.A., suburbs, if you will.
0: I was going to say that this feels the same as the school in Tokyo Drift, but it doesn't feel the same as the school in Tokyo Drift. It feels the same as the school in Tokyo Drift in Arizona. Like, it feels yes. like the school that Shawn, that Sean came from, right? Because that's mm-hmm. like, it's the same, that's maybe a little bit slicker and glossier and whatever, but like you can see the breadcrumbs going from A to B to be like, hey this is what I'm able to do, this is the vision I have, this is the way it feels real. It feels earned and genuine in a way that like, again you know, Brian, you said this is his second film, his first film has 147 ratings on IMDb like no one has seen his first film. I don't know where it went, maybe it was just like an indie, like a film festival thing that never really got anywhere, but like
2: He's a co-director as well, FYI he's like not even, you know, it's him and another guy doing it together. So
0: yeah, so for this to become like the thing that it is which I don't know if it's huge. Like I'm sure it's huge in certain circles, but like for us, it's huge because like this is the movie that essentially got him Fast and Furious, right? So like yeah, it's yeah, cool. and like the that's movie that he makes that, that's in. the cool moment.
2: You don't think it was him working with Tyrese in Annapolis that got him Fast and
0: Furious?
1: <laughs> also possibly true. <laughs> there were
0: so many movies like that where like if we were still doing two a week, that I had all these queued up. I'm like, I'm, we're not gonna watch Annapolis. Like,
1: <laughs> Come on. Yeah. O- honest- who am i kidding honestly i
2: wish i was just like i wish i won the lottery and i could buy all the laps because i would torture you with shit like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be the best way to accept a lottery gift from me <laughs> i would feel no badness about like you being like look i won the lottery i i got like half a bill and you're like i'll send you guys like 600 bucks a month
2: like this week you're doing 10 tyrese music videos
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly there is nothing
0: I would love more than making a podcast for one eccentric billionaire. <laughs> right? That's what
1: I'm saying. It will be awesome. I would live in your basement. I'll do a tr- I'll, You can watch it live. Like what? it doesn't matter to me, man. Please, you know.
2: Please win the lottery. I'll try.
1: Yeah.
0: Where were we? Oh, so speaking of the budget, we were talking about the budget. So, like, they apparently had a lot of difficulty financing this movie. Huh. Justin Lin was on the verge of like having to fold production because he couldn't find funding. But on a whim, he met a celebrity in Vegas. Talk about a segue. He found a celebrity millionaire. to. <laughs> I
2: know.
0: Well, he, he called a celebrity he had met once in Vegas. They said that the investor had wired him the money and saved the production. I don't know if either of you read this. If you read this, no, exactly, I exactly not. Brian, did you read this or no?
2: No. Oh, 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 yeah, I did, but I didn't look into it yet. But do you remember
0: who the celebrity was?
2: I do. Should I say it? Yeah, no,
0: please. No, I will say, Joe, I will give you a hint... It's not in Tokyo Drift, but in a Tokyo Drift deleted scene, we talked a lot about this guy.
1: About this guy in a deleted scene. Yeah,
0: because there is a song of his, and there's posters of him up in the movie that got cut out of uh, the movie, but they're in oh, one scene fuck. at the gas station. There's a lot going on with this guy, and I don't know if it's because, like, a
1: shout-out to him. Oh, yeah, it's like somebody, like, in a Pepsi commercial or this something.
2: This guy right? has such <gasps> a cool life. Mm-hmm. He, and a cool name. A cool name, yes, but he started... This, I don't know if this is going to help you unless you really, really watch ESPN documentaries. But he started as the Bat Boy for the Oakland A's. Really? Yes. Oh, Joey, you don't know that? you got to see pictures of this.
1: I remember a Pepsi billboard at the gas station scene. And we were like, oh, this person's in it. But I don't remember who it is. I like, And now I'm just picturing Nelly because we were just talking about <laughs> Nelly in the intro.
0: All I'm going to say is, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him.
1: Don't hurt him.
2: This guy is the definition of hustler because... If you know his story, like people don't respect this guy, but if you know his story, you're like, "Fuck, man." Sorry, I don't know if you curse on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay, okay. I don't know.
0: As a side note, really quickly, it was weird as fuck. I will say it to hear Han cursing so much in this movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind feels natural. I'm just like, that's not like that's not my Han. That's, that's not squeaky clean Han, right? He matures. This guy has his own pants.
2: I just sent his picture in our uh, his, Facebook chat. This guy chat. has his own pants. As the boy of the A's, I sent the picture.
0: I mean, just read his last name on his jersey, and that's it. MC Hammer! MC Hammer oh. gave Justin Lin a million dollars to make this movie. Oh, that's so well, incredible. Well, Joey, Holy to be, fuck!
2: to be fair, the number is different on a lot of sites.
0: It might not be a million dollars, but he funded it because there was a different investor, and this is where the one million dollars came from. A different guy said, I will give you one million dollars if this stars Macaulay Culkin.
1: Whoa. And Justin Lin said, movie.
0: if I said yes, I would have gotten the money. I would have gotten to make the movie, but it had to be with a white cast, and that didn't interest me.
2: I've read things where – so the official budget was $250,000. i have read things where essentially MC Hammer paid off the credit card debt that Justin – like, you know, you've heard these stories that sure, these filmmakers just, like, exhaust, like, 20 credit cards to make a film that yeah. MC, MC Hammer was like, I'll pay off the debt, just make the movie kind of thing, which is awesome. Quickly, too, on on that whole aspect, and I think I'll talk about it a little bit more on my show. Just the idea of that investor, Joey, that you were implying who had the uh, Macaulay Culkin also asked for an all-white cast. And this has been something that has permeated through films, and I think a lot of people see race in movies as a black-white issue, and I mean that literally, just as a Latino myself. It's not just black and white. Latin people get marginalized, especially in this time. Yeah. Asian people get marginalized, especially yep. in this time. I always think of the film Twenty One. Have you guys watched that film? No,
0: but yeah, you've mentioned this. You mentioned this movie, the on Kevin your Spacey show card times. one. Yes, yeah.
2: the Kevin Spacey like okay. tricking the you know screwing over the casinos because they yes. got like yeah, smart yeah. MIT people. Cards. Based on a true story. Everyone in that movie is supposed to be Asian. Hollywood saw that movie and like. Great story. Let's make everyone white and put Kevin Spacey in it because he's safe. At the time. At the time. At the t- yes, <laughs> at the time, of course. And they tried to do this with Better Luck Tomorrow. And you're absolutely right, Joey. You know, Justin Lin would have got a million dollar budget, maybe even more, because it was a good script to do this film. And he was like, nah, I'm not doing it without an Asian cast because that's what I want. So kudos to him.
1: Uh, yeah, much respect. I agree. That's the first thing I thought when, I, when you guys just said that. It's like, awesome to sticking to your guns and like holding up your like morals and being like nope that's not what i want to do so fuck off
0: yeah yeah speaking of the all asian cast i do want to mention this as well there i think is a theme or a uh, i don't want to say an understanding but there's this idea when there's representation they also have to like make the characters like you have to make them look like the good asians and i say that like specifically like like you can't just have a movie about Asian people who like where they're like in this movie where it's like overachievers who like get into some real shit and like try to murder a guy, right? Like there's this thinking that like there are so few movies about Asian people that you can't make them look anything less than perfect. And it's like, well, let's just make more movies about Asian people. So yeah. apparently at a QA at Sundance, an audience member asked Justin Lin and everybody who made the movie if they felt that it was irresponsible to depict these people like this. And apparently Roger Ebert stood up and yelled at this guy, wow. Asian Americans can make Whatever films they want about whoever they want, and they don't owe any obligation. There's no obligation whatsoever to represent their people in a certain way. That's and I'm dope. like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it would be so boring. Like, there needs to be more representation across the board in all things. Brian, you were saying before, not just black or white, like everything, right? Like, every yes. type of filmmaker who's not a straight white man should be able to make more movies. Imagine if there was like a rule. It's like, well, there's an Asian person in this movie. They have to get straight. Like there's the stereotype, right? Like the nerdy and like what this movie essentially begins as where they're like, which I believe you go into or whatever. But then, like, we quickly realize, oh, no, they buried a body in their backyard, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there is something cool about the subversion of, if not the tropes, the stereotypical portrayal or whatever, right? So...
1: We always say, anybody that watches through these movies, it's hard for somebody to not pick Han as the coolest character in Fast and the Furious. And how amazing is it that you have this Asian guy being the coolest character throughout this franchise? Right? Yeah. Like that's just awesome. So good for him. Good for Roger Ebert to tell that dude to fuck off too, or whoever asked the question. Cause good. What
2: year was this? 2002. Yep. It's amazing that that question was being asked then, because now that's a big question that people like talk about and ask. And most people want representation, but I think real representation is so important growing up in Jersey. You have a lot of Italian friends. Let's be honest. The early Italian movies—they're not about them being all oh goody goody two shoes people. It's mafia films.
1: There was a time where, like before that th- this became romanticized, that like my grandparents hated. Like gangster movies, you know what I mean? They're like, oh no, no, that's just terrible portrayals of Italians. Like, we're not all in the mafia, and like, you know, they're trying to like subvert this stereotype. When I was a kid, I mean, now you know, everybody in Jersey's like, The Sopranos is great and whatever, <laughs> but it's a different time like yeah you had to go through this right
2: and I think it takes a little bit of time for every group in America to wiggle a little bit and get to what it is like I don't want to speak for everyone but I would say most educated people don't assume every Italian person is in the mafia you can just depict people for just being people and that's totally okay and on top of that like maybe you're Fast and Furious fans. Do you have a name for your listeners?
0: Nope, and no, we
1: never will. <laughs> They're just the family.
2: Yeah, it's the family. Don't pretend you don't. It's the family. I don't know if the family were, will vilify me for this, but like I think there's something about immigrant communities that come here and you just got to do whatever you can to survive but if you look at most of the actors in the film they're not necessarily immigrants but they're they're sons or grandsons or daughters or granddaughters of immigrants you just got to do what you can to live in this new place in this new world so it goes back to Mafia movies of the 60s and 70s, and it comes to stuff like this here. I liked that it's real, that you were not seeing the Asian stereotype of being smart and everything's perfect, because that's that's not real. There's real human beings out there, and we all got our good sides and bad sides, and Better Luck Tomorrow, if we closed our eyes and we watched it, yes, there's a lot of things that are maybe specific to the Asian American community. At the essence of it, it's just a high school movie about kids trying to live, And trying to survive in their environment.
1: This is something great and something that we always relate back to in Best and the Furious. is like, you can be any type of person in your own community. Like, every community has a wide breadth of different types of people inside it. Like, yeah, why couldn't you have people, like kids, teenagers playing gangster, right? Like, that exists everywhere. Why do they have to be all white people?
2: Black, white, Latino, Asian. In 2002, every high school had a... Click that thought they were gangster. As simple as that.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Because I think the important takeaway here is not that they're Asian. I mean, that's important for representation for, like, why, you know, maybe why this story mattered to Justin Lin. Like, this was apparently kind of, sort of, ish, based on, like, a 1992 murder of Stuart Tay, who was an Asian-American youth, youth, Ute, who was killed by four of his peers in Orange County, California. But Justin Lin said that he made a conscious conscious decision to not base it on that, or any other real event, but the people still like linked the two, like linked the story in this to that actual event. At its core essence, the leads in this movie, the four or five Asian dudes at the core of this movie, are just, like, the outsider, right? Like, they're not the cool people. They are just no. part of the, like, one of the plots is that he's the token ba- He's the token Asian, they say, in, in on the basketball team, right? Like, yeah. he's just there for affirmative action. Like, they could be – maybe things would change, but, like, they could all be black. They could all be Latino. They could all be this. They could all be all that. They could, they could all be queer, right? Like, they could all just be whatever's not the – what is perceived in high school movies as, like, the cool, popular kids, right? Because they show up to that party that they're invited to, and, like, they just get mercilessly picked on until one of them pulls a gun, right? So, like, the fact that they're Asian is cool for representation and matters for, like, the type of things that they go through, but, like, that's not really what this movie's about, I think, is what we're trying to Mm -hmm. say, right? Like, just about being the outsider, being the other, even more core than that, just trying to survive high school.
1: Yeah. Exactly how hard that is. I mean, we all know, but like, yeah. Brian really knows. Brian yes. really knows. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
2: I chose to make uh, my, you know, the most hours I spend all week not working. I chose to relive high school, so I get it.
1: (laughs) You're still trying to survive high school. What a weirdo. (laughs) I do want to
0: say, though, I did not mention this earlier, but when we get introduced to Han, he's leaning against a car, smoking a cigarette, and they do this kind of, like, quick snapshots thing to, like, give you, it's kind of like the Suicide Squad-esque needle drop, like, this is what the character's all about, and we see, like, Polaroids of him in
1: bed with two girls, and I'm like, oh, Okay. That's Han. I get it.
2: He,
1: he was always that cool. And he has, like, the whole... He already has the Han, like, armor, like, two girls draped on his arms, which we see in Tokyo Drift, like, when he walks into the, like, club that's in his garage or whatever. Like, he has that, like, whole persona and, like... Like, you know, you have to, you have to do that in a very cool kind of way to do like two arms around women, like that they're like carrying you into a party yep. and like he already has it so down. I was yeah.
2: Like, so I got to ask you guys a question because in my research for High School Slumber Party, a show available on the Cage Club Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> in my research there, I saw that there was like a little bit of a divide between like the fastiverse hashtag on the internet, whether this is truly in the universe fast and furious or something that just inspired it where do you two fall on that
1: mm, i think that relates to my first question where i was asking you guys if earl and virgil were the same person because i think that it's more in the universe than it's not that's like the only loose end that i have before i believe that this is just han before he meets dom in california
2: forget earl and all that to you this is han no matter what like this is the han this is, han. See, yes. this is han's origin story arguably i'm not going to say it but some people should say you should add it to your laps to extend a lap and give me another pit stop <laughs> that but that's enough another- <laughs> That's another thing that I'm not going to say it. Maybe some of your fans will say it. What do you mean? Give you another pit stop? What are you talking? About? How are you? How do you have ownership? of this? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna buy two patreons of the same level. Oh God,
1: we never even thought about that. That's so funny.
2: I can be two people. Like you can make two emails, regardless. No. So, <laughs> so Joe, you truly a hundred percent believe this is Han's origin story. That wasn't just a form of Han. That was Han. This isn't like a Star yes. Wars novel you read in 1997. This is actually Han.
1: I believe that this
0: is actually Han.
2: What about you, Joey?
0: I would feel more inclined to believe that fully if, like Joe was saying, if Earl was Earl. Like, it's weird to have another actor be at the core of your movie and not have him be the same. <laughs> it's the same actor playing the same a character of the same name who looks the same until he shaves his head at the end, like, in a really ugly buzz cut. Like, you yeah, know, don't, don't cut those locks. Like, no, definitely not. Keep those beautiful hair. Keep that beautiful hair. Maybe it's legend. Maybe it's, like, I, I would be okay either way. Like, I think that if you're, like, definitively, like, this is the same Han, or if it's just, like, it took his essence or whatever. I don't but know. If like
1: we, you know, If we consider that Jason Statham is handsome Rob because he says, we did this job, right. and... Italy.
0: And, but Charlize is not Cypher in that movie.
1: And Charlize is not Cypher, is that not the same?
0: Like, I know that, like, they said that, but that feels like a joke. That feels like a throwaway. Like, it's almost like, you know, Noel Gugliemi like,
1: is Hector in everything. Like, is that the same Hector in every movie? Yeah. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's not directed by the same guy, and he's not playing the same character with the same name doing the same thing. Oh
2: my God, I cannot wait for 2042 when you have a Hector lap, and we have to discuss this. <laughs>
1: That'd be perfect. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be 2042. That sounds about right, time wise.
0: Because, Brian, you're talking about like uh, Star Wars canon. Like, they, you know, there's this, this, whatever, that like they uncanonized so much when they simplified when Disney bought them, right? Like, like I think, I think it's okay either way. Like, I don't know. I could see the Han that we know, that we love, having a high school experience like this.
1: Right? That's what I'm saying. And that's what it comes down to for me. That, like, he's, he's already dabbling in the criminality. He's going through high school. He's still, he already has the basis of his cool and his persona and his personality seem very similar there's nothing to lead me to believe that he doesn't graduate high school run into dom at like some car thing right because he has well i can see so
0: okay here's the thing we know that he meets dom in mexico okay and that is before four right because at the beginning of four he's like i don't know maybe i'll go to tokyo or whatever like who's this guy like if we're watching chronological order right yes i can see in this in this world you know, his cousin tries to kill himself, and he's so freaks out. He's like, I just can't be here anymore. And he runs to Mexico and hangs yep. out there for a couple of years. If this happens in 2002, if we move everything up three years, whenever we reboot it, remember like, mm-hmm. 01 becomes 04, this becomes like 05 or whatever, right? Like, yep. if he goes down to Mexico, Dom is already established there, and he just meets up with them, you know, the only two guys driving American muscle in this small Mexican town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that is just a, a straight path. It's not even like he has to, like, also, find them. It's just like he's, he's also running just, like, from his own personal demons.
1: And the other thought that I had to connect them, Han is running these scams... With this guy, Jesus. And I'm like, maybe he know, maybe Jesus is like the nephew or younger cousin of Rico and Tego.
2: <laughs>
1: that this is like really just like one, you know what I mean? Like how many times have you like met a friend and then his older cousin shows up and you're like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. And then like you run into him again and you're like, damn, dude, we're at the, like, the same car things. And then he's like, yeah, here's my buddy, Don. And then like, it, it feels too easy for this to just meld.
0: His name is not Jesus. He's saying, hey, Zeus, no. diehard
2: joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I think it's okay, Brian. What about you? What do you think? Do you think do you air more on the side of this is Han or this isn't Han, or you could go either way?
2: You know what show I host? High School Lumber Party in the Cage Club Podcast Network. Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
0: Is that ktlub.me, me. <laughs> that's correct. That's correct.
2: Why would I not choose the option that says that this is actually in the Fast and Furious universe? True. That's a great point, too. I mean, I'm just I'm biased, but yeah, I know I think this is Han. I see how it fits in seamlessly. I don't know, and you guys don't even know because you haven't seen it. I don't know how Han survives like seven deaths.
1: How does Virgil survive shooting himself in the face? We don't know.
2: <laughs> that's why, Joe, as absurd as it is. I can't discredit what you're saying because it's happened in your universe so many times. That yeah. You
1: didn't see a
0: body. I mean, we saw a body, but you know,
2: <laughs> metaphorically we didn't see a
0: body. Yeah.
2: I don't know. But like, I tend to agree. The only reason this is not in the fast and furious Canon, because I think it's a different studio that like, they're not going to just completely indulge Justin Lin and have have full control. Vin Diesel controls us all anyway. And, What he says goes, and I know he likes Justin Lin, but I don't know if he's going to accept a movie like that, but back to our cool quiz at the beginning. Like I said, I don't care about being cool or not cool. This film, the fact that we don't know, is cooler than if they flat out said, hey guys, this is in the Fast and Furious universe. You have to watch it.
1: It's much cooler. You're
2: right. You guys hadn't seen it till now, and you have a podcast where how many runs have you had through the uh, Fast and Furious? Eight. This is the eighth one, yeah. Eighth, eight runs, and you haven't seen this film yet? That makes it cooler to me. I'd rather have that, like this exist in some universe, because we don't have high school tales of everyone in the fucking movies, right? I'd rather this exist in that place than like someone coming out and saying, Yup, it's canon. Put it in You're this. right. It would
1: be very lame if Vin Diesel's like... Oh, yeah, and Better Luck Tomorrow is definitely a Fast and the Furious movie. You know, (laughs) like, how lame would that be? You'd be like, oh, it loses all of its cool.
2: I agree. Instantly. I I 100% agree.
1: I also think that it's really cool that, like, this movie now feels like a movie that somebody could be like, man, I love Tokyo Drift. And you're like, yeah, but have you ever seen Better Luck Tomorrow? Oh, yeah, exactly. And it makes you cooler for having seen it.
0: Although I will say that, like, every review on Letterboxd is like, this. where Han came from. Like, I think the only reason people are watching this movie now, or, like, the main reason, People watch this movie now, which you can do for free on Crackle with ads. I think it's because of knowing where Han came from. Like, I think the majority of this film's fan base right now is retroactively because of. Justin Lin and Han and like Sun Kang and everybody that a coming from this into Fast and Furious.
1: Is that a bad thing to you?
0: I don't think it's a bad thing, but I also don't know that like it's necessarily like a cool thing that like this is it's just like the, it's just like the accepted this is what it is kind of
2: thing. The only little like caveat I'll put to that the only thing I'll disagree with that is I agree with you in terms of mainstream popularity. However, I sent you a photo on our Facebook Messenger yeah. of of a good friend of mine. Dao was president of his Asian fraternity at Temple University. He met uh, Han. Well, obviously, Sung Kang. Sung Kang. Yes, it wasn't Han. He wasn't like in character. <laughs> <laughs> he met Sung Kang in two thousand five or six. Coming to his school, just I think I don't like I got to talk to him see what the exact story is but he visited his asian fraternity and was talking to all them. It was being super cool. And I remember him texting me about it and he was like, "Hey, so this guy was in this really cool movie I saw, Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, he's also in that that Fast and Furious movie in Tokyo." Like, <laughs> it no one, I, mean, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, and maybe I've even mentioned it. No one thought Tokyo Adrift was going to lead to anything. That, in my yeah. in my world, in my high school world, was like American Pie Bandcamp. So a random, <laughs> random like sequel of a popular movie. There's a good argument to say what is the most important Fast and Furious film. Like, not counting the first one, because obviously it started it. Is it two? Is it three? Is it five? It's one of those we can talk about that another day but 3 has a big claim for that because it should have just ended things or at least descended into silly high school movies that make money for the studio yeah but it, but it didn't vin diesel cameo whatever justin lynn justin lynn really showed himself in that movie and was like, oh shit, this guy could do like real shit and make money for us. I know now, Better Luck Tomorrow is kind of an afterthought, but when Tokyo Drift was made, and Joey, you and I talk about this on my podcast a lot. You say it all the time. This is the director who made this. I think if you and I were talking about Tokyo Drift, Joey, when it came out, you'd be like, oh, this is the guy who made that cool indie film Better Luck Tomorrow. Everyone's talking about this director. Instead of like this just being a afterthought. I think more it's been overshadowed by the fact that Justin Lin is one of the people who have made the Fastiverse what it is today.
0: It's the kind of thing where we talk, I think, a lot in modern day about Marvel taking these cool indie filmmakers like Anna Fleck and Ryan Bowden who make Short Term 12 which is this amazing movie starring Brie Larson, and you're like, that movie's amazing I want to see what they do next, and then like, oh, they're doing Captain Marvel. And Like, not next, but like, you know they do Captain Marvel, but like, in 10 years people are like, oh yeah, like, the, the people who made Captain Marvel, like, they made this movie before with Brie Larson like, it's the same yes. kind of like, it's all about your frame of reference, right? And mm-hmm. so So if I was as into film movies, whatever, watching movies, as I am today back then, I would have seen this movie, I think, because I feel like this is the kind of movie that I would enjoy. Like, it's a coming-of-age movie, it's a cool stylized movie, it's about, you know, cool dude. like, what you know, it's the same kind of thing, like, this is in my wheelhouse, I think it's just the fact that, like, we have seen the four Justin Lin Fast and Furious movies 40 times, like, I've seen them 40 times now, right, so, like, That's just what I know him from, and so there's no way that this will ever, like, supersede that in everything, in every way. It's like, oh, yeah, this is what led to that, not the other way around. Frame of reference matters, but it's also, like, important to keep in mind, you know. Yeah. This dude, Ben,'s got too much movement on his free throws. What the fuck are you doing? Stop (laughs) wiggling.
2: (laughs) No, he's he's trying trying to do his thing, you know. He's trying to beat records. Who was the player? It was just a random player who had the record of the time. Calvin Murphy, that he wanted to beat... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm a, That's so weird.
2: I'm a big NBA guy, so I was like, Calvin Murphy. We've had a whole revolution of like just good shooters in the NBA since this movie, so hearing the name Calvin Murphy made me laugh anyway. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Perry Shen, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit more on my podcast. I lumber party, available on the Podcast Network. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest with you, if they do end up connecting it, which is kind of corny if they do, I'd love to see Perry Shen reappear in the Fastiverse, even if it's in the background, because he's really the star here.
1: What What if he's in the Japanese basketball league? <laughs> like, and that's how he makes an appearance, like Han's courtside, and he's like, that's my bud.
2: that's fine he'd be pretty old at that uh, at that point but who knows about the timeline and the series you guys cover who knows but
0: i was thinking how upset i would be like it's a good thing he's been on like 300 episodes of general hospital because like if effectively all your other co-stars go on to be like these massive stars and like two of them go on to be like follow this director into like a huge franchise right like even if it's not huge at that time like I was oh, so not like, really Bro, like, it. We're, like you, you can't give me, like, anything? Like, I can't even be, like...
2: He got a role on General Hospital, and then he met his wife through that, apparently. And he's got, oh, cool. like, kids with her, and, like, maybe he's, yep. maybe he's happy. Maybe he doesn't want to fly to Dubai or Inner Mongolia or... <laughs> or wherever... Samoa.
1: Yeah. Samoa. Samoa.
2: (laughs) Wherever they're filming the next Fast and Furious film, maybe he just likes spending time with his kids. That's what I hope is like the reason he's not on this and he's just enjoying life and he's cool with it. The
0: the school's photojournalist is named Takeshi, which is almost Takashi, but not quite. (laughs) Very close.
1: Very, very close. The main plot of breaking into John Cho's house is to break into a safe. Do Rico and Tego get the safe? No. Like When they come back, remember, and they're like, and han's like we all had lives before this was han one of the people that acquired this safe
0: no i don't think so because the the whole thing is like we you we had lives before you knew us right like i think dom's known han no i think it's rico and tego
1: rico and tego acquire the safe right and then like Ludacris is involved with that too but han like he doesn't take credit for getting the safe right but he like he's been around safes before
2: does han really care about the money at that point He's got the hot lady. That's true. And I edited myself with what I was really going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: Can one of you explain, speaking of hot ladies, there's two things I want to talk about. Number one, can one of you explain the porn subplot in this movie?
1: Because I think I missed that. It
2: doesn't get resolved. It doesn't get resolved.
1: There is no resolution. They're just saying that they fantasize about her, I guess.
2: So by the time we cover it on my show, I'm really going to try to do a deep dive of if she was actually the actress there, because, like, in that, in that porn yes. video?
1: Was it just, like, a subplot to, like, kind of divert you and red-herring you into thinking that maybe she was, like, a bad girl? Because I always felt like th- they were going to come up and she was going to be like, oh, shit, she also, like, does drugs and, like, is in the bad crowd, but just, like, a different bad crowd.
2: I thought something was going to come up. Maybe not necessarily drugs, but I thought she was one of these people who was trying so hard because she had a checkered past and okay. was trying to get past that we don't see that here joe you said oh shit i don't know why you guys do not play a little clip from too fast too furious as, oh shit it's brian whenever i come on i don't get it <laughs> it bothers me yeah. there's our right there shit it's brian one of
1: the um Things that I actually had a bone to pick with Justin Lin. We've seen Tokyo Drift and how it starts out. That it starts out with a race. Winner gets me. And we have John Cho just passing his girlfriend along. And I was like, what is your view that women are so transferable in your world? Well, he didn't write Tokyo Drift. No, but I'm saying, but like, this is now the second movie where we see where you're just like, oh, here, you can have my girlfriend. You know, we just talked about in the deleted
0: scene here that the trailer were like, you know, Monica offering her body like it's again just women as ownership. That's not necessarily just him. That's just like what Hollywood is and still kind of is, or was I, and still yeah, kind of is. I guess
1: it's weird. It's just like you do, you never see or hear that in re- I, at least in my circles. I'd never seen or heard that in real life. Well, you're only
0: forty percent cool, so you're in the wrong. <laughs> <circle>. <laughs> I don't know if that number needs to be higher or lower, but I can tell you that that's the wrong percentage. (laughs) I think that just the middle is
1: the bad part. I think if it's higher or lower, then you're good.
2: I just had like a a pause and like fantasy that went a half an hour while you guys were talking for 30 seconds of you, Joe, at that Pittsburgh rental dealership. And some woman says, see those two uh, Toyota somethings? Race them with this random person here. The winner gets me. And you, like as a seventeen-year-old, just racing that rental car, and, and, never happens. <laughs> never, ever happens. It didn't happen. Not even on close on those. Not even close. Those dirty streets of Pittsburgh. Those.
0: No. So, Brian, you're saying you had a Project Almanac moment where it was, you are only gone for thirty seconds, but it was a it was a lifetime.
2: Absolutely deep cut, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> I just picked like I don't know. I just pictured that happening, and I'm sad that it didn't.
1: It didn't. I have no cool stories. Of the rental car place, I promise.
2: Have either of you ever had a street race? No.
1: I had somebody try to race me once. (laughs) I was actually in a rental car, and I was driving across this bridge in Pittsburgh, and the bridge changes lane amounts depending on the time of day, right? So it's like three lanes in, one lane out.
2: Joe, I don't know bridges in Pittsburgh, but the only bridge I know is... PNC Park, Roberto Clemente Bridge. That's what, yes. it, that's what it happened on.
1: No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No. It's not It's not like very far from there, but no, it didn't happen there. There's a million bridges in Pittsburgh. It's like a ton of bridges. Three rivers. So, Monogamy. Second most bridges next to Venice, Italy. Even more than Amsterdam? Amsterdam's got a yep. ton of bridges. Second most next to Maybe Venice. Maybe
2: car Italy. bridges. I mean, New York's got a ton of bridges, too. You didn't see that yeah. movie, 21 Bridges?
1: Okay, so I'm driving across the bridge, and I have just like a really stock ford focus and this like car like pulls up like no the car's in front of me and he like puts his hazard lights on and it's like you know like a civic that's like lowered and i'm like okay like oh i guess you know this kid broke down or something like something's going wrong with his car and it's only one lane out at the time so like i pull up to like go around him and as i get beside him he like revs his engine and like tries to race me. i'm like no dude, i'm not driving in the wrong lane in a ford focus that's totally stock raced your car you idiot like so like i like slam on the brakes and he's like 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 slams on the brakes and i'm like let me back into my fucking lane dude that was the closest i ever got to a street race
2: ready set uh, you were <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, that. no no uh, no It was
1: none of that uh, he tried to like challenge me on the bridge and he was like tinted and lights and i had a completely clear rental car sticker in the back window of
0: the car. i want to go back to point two that i was making before when we talked about the porn thing i had a second point about that i don't remember how we got to that but it was so weird to me once again going back to the hard r rated nature of this with violence and language to see like full frontal nudity in this movie for a second but then like not dwell on it jarring i don't think it's uncommon we could talk about this more on brian's show about like for high schoolers to lose their virginity as a subplot like that's probably pretty common doing it via prostitute not altogether uncommon but still more uncommon than just losing your virginity yes but then to show a woman fully nude in a movie but then like not dwell on it it's like it's it's almost like she got unchanged like when the camera wasn't supposed to be on her, because like she takes her dress off and like we immediately cut away, but it's like we still yeah. saw. It was like it was a, it was so weird to me, you know. Going back and I, again, it's such a weird, creepy sentiment to have. But talking about that first deleted scene or the deleted scene in the first movie where Rob Cohen's like, if you're not going to show boobs, don't waste my time. But it's like, well, why did you do that if you're not going to like stay? It's just a weird. Like I know that it's like it's not like a sexy situation. Like it's just like a almost like a function. Like we just have to do this and get through this. But like. It was so weird to me.
1: Very weird. And they also, like, didn't show her nude on top of him again. So it was like, it's very strange. Yeah. They show
0: her nude running out
1: after Virgil pulls
0: a pistol on her when he keeps pulling the gun on everybody.
1: Right. But like, I imagine Virgil with the gun is like, why that is a thousand percent the reason why I don't have a gun. I like the Burt Kreischer stand up. Did anybody hear this on his like, no, like most recent one where he's like, I have a gun, but he doesn't have any bullets and he just uses it as a flashlight, so he like points it around his house all the time. <laughs> That's great. This is what Virgil's doing.
2: Can I ask you guys a quick uh, question that I had in my notes? Is it undisputed that Justin Lin is the best Fast and Furious director?
1: Yes, I think so. I think so. He saved the franchise. Like,
2: Actually, I'll ask a different question. Justin Lin has to take a hiatus, which he has before. We know that. You have to pick a Fast and Furious director to direct... One of the movies, it could be a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Oh, I would do David Leach without without second thought. I mean, I, I agree he was did an awesome job in Hobbs and Shaw. So just quickly, let's run through them because I'm running the show now and I'm kidding.
0: We got Rob Cohen in one, John Singleton in two, James Wan in seven, F. Gary Gray in eight. David Leach and Hobson and Shaw. Yeah. yeah,
2: so those are the others. So
0: we got Vin Diesel and Los Bondoleros, who's great.
2: I am shocked. I, I said this to somebody the other day. I am shocked that Vin Diesel hasn't just like pulled his weight, like especially when Justin Lin took that break for James Wan. I swore he was going to be like, let me do this one.
0: Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he doesn't enjoy it.
2: That has to be it, because I think it was Steven Spielberg. It was definitely Steven Spielberg. I don't know when it was. But Spielberg said like one of the greatest tragedies in Hollywood is that Vin Diesel hasn't directed more movies. Because that's how he discovered him. And that's why he put him in like uh, Saving Private Ryan and stuff. Because he was like, this is a good young director. Oh, the
0: multi-faced, right?
2: Yeah,
1: I think that it's also like a thing now that like since he didn't do it, it's like that weird friend group thing. Like if he got promoted somehow, like if he was like the boss, it would change the dynamic a lot. He can kind of remove himself from it. If you're like, oh, this is the director's vision, like or like we have a problem with this scene, like talk to the director instead of being like, Vin, you're fucking up your own movie.
2: Joe, I completely agree. I'm just surprised that someone who has such a huge ego, we know Vin Diesel has a huge ego. <laughs> let's, let's see the feud with The Rock, right? That he was like, nah, you know what? It's going to conflict here. Just direct me. I mean, I give him credit because he totally, totally has the power. Because if he was like, hey, I'm not going to be in the next one unless I direct it. What are they going to do? They have to have him direct it.
1: Yeah, he he, did, he could have done it. He could have strong-armed them into it, for sure. Like, they're not going to turn down, you know, half a billion dollars or a billion dollars in revenue because he's like, I want to direct this. They're just going to let him do it. And just, like, put somebody else underneath him to, like, clean up after him or something if they a- don't trust him.
2: Absolutely. And if you have, like, Steven Spielberg signing your letter of recommendation, come on. I-, I just wanted to ask you guys that quick question, seeing as this is Justin Lin's, like, first real project. I mean, I think... He's the undisputed MVP of directors of the Fast and Furious franchise.
0: I have, I think, two more notes, and then I want to play a couple games, and I want to continue this conversation, in case you haven't heard, on your podcast on High School Summer Party. There is, of course, the line in the middle of this movie, rumors about us came and went Fast and Furious.
2: Ooh!
1: That one is, like, him just flexing. Like, this, this is why I'm like, it cannot not be Haunt. That's the same as them saying, you know, job in Italy in Hobbs and Shaw. It's the same thing to me. Like, he's fully, like, trying to get a Fast and the Furious by using the term Fast and Furious in his movie. Because there's two of them out by now. No, there's just one. Okay, then maybe he's just referencing the first one because he, like, loved it so much. and. Uh, it's just... also just a saying,
0: right? Like, the first fa- the Fast and the Furious came out in 1955, right? Like... It's been around. There's Fast
1: and the Furious. It, was, it wasn't as big as it was without the movie, right? Like, nobody's just saying Fast and Furious
2: all the time.
1: Well, I think,
0: I think they named the movie after the saying.
2: Absolutely. I, I actually, I don't remember when I had this conversation, but Ronald Reagan loved this saying. He used to say it a bunch. And it was just a saying. But now that the movie's come out, could you imagine—we're not going to talk about this—but could you imagine if Trump or— They well, There
0: did. was a whole Fast and Furious did. thing. Yes. Yeah. But could
2: you imagine if one of them kept saying it, like if Biden tomorrow said, like, we're going to go in Fast and Furious If so many memes, so many other stuff. Credit to this franchise for at least 50% taking over just a common saying <laughs> and for it being like, oh— I think of cars and Vin Diesel.
0: Yeah. My other note is at the end, so John Cho says to them, because they're running this racket, right? They're like, we're going to scam, we're doing cheat sheets, we're doing this, we're doing that. Like, whatever hood shit you want us to do, come to us. We're now so big that we we have the power to say no. We don't like you. We don't like your plan. Get out of here. And John Cho comes to them, he's like, hey, I want you to rob my parents. And they're like, why? And he says, they need to have a wake-up call. And they're like, cool, we're going to do it. And then they go away they're like, we're actually gonna give him a wake up call, and that's when they like scare him, and then they beat his head with the baseball bat. Right? This moment feels like Justin Lin had just seen Fight Club, a red Fight Club, was just like, we're gonna give John Cho a Raymond K. Hessel experience. Just like oh. tomorrow is gonna be the most beautiful day. Like John Cho, this yuppie guy who's got everything made like his house is gorgeous. You know, his he wants to, like scare his parents. He's like, well, no, like you're a bit, you're you're terrible. Like you're a coward. We need to wake you up. We need you to. We need you. Like so, I think the idea of like giving him a wake up call is nice but i just kept thinking i'm like that's a raymond k like we we just did this we just did this in fight club
1: i didn't read it too much like that but i can see it now like
0: i don't think it's like a copy but i think like i think it's a very similar type of like i get it get somebody to appreciate the things that they're not appreciating
1: yeah and he was a spoiled yuppie, and his breakfast mm. is going to taste the best it's ever tasted. So, yeah. Joe, any other thoughts or any other fast connections about this? I folded all mine in. I'm good. I'm, I went all down my list. I'm clear. Brian?
2: I don't have any other connections, fast connections. My wife already left me to have dinner with Cousin Pumpkin and his girlfriend. Did get that tattoo yet? No. Spoiler alert. I'm going to try to do it for the 200th episode.
0: Are we going to cut that out to leave it No,
2: leave it in. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay.
2: I'm not saying it on my show.
0: Well, then, if there's nothing else to talk about, let us watch the trailer to Better Luck Tomorrow, which we aired in the watch-along party when we did The Fast and The Furious a couple weeks
1: ago. Yes, we did.
0: You ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. This is Better Luck Tomorrow 2002, official trailer number one, Justin Lin movie HD from our buddies,
1: Movie movie Clips clips Classic Trailers. MTV. I forgot it was an MTV film. Yeah. we competitive? Tokyo, Japan. It seems like that part of the like the test, the decathlon the, the or whatever, seemed like that was part of a short movie that they extended. Right, like he like made like that movie first. Yeah, I can see that. Easy
0: money. I also think it's super weird at the end of the movie. Like, I got distracted, but like when they're at the party and it's John, Show and Derek and Ben, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, I guess this is the I love Stephanie club." It's like there's more than one girl in this movie. Like, why do you all love
1: the same girl? Like, it's so yeah. weird. It is weird. I don't know. She's like the like the perfect high school girl, right? She's like a cheerleader and smart and funny and cool. And she's everything. It's
2: so weird, but it's so high school. Let's be honest, it's so high school.
1: Yeah. I also thought that. John Cho was gonna be like a super dork in this movie with like when he rode up on the motorcycle like I didn't think they were trying to try to make him any kind of (laughs) (laughs) there's Han against his car yeah
0: Derek was kind of rocking the Han haircut and I was just like come on man like yeah you can't do that next to Han definitely not I mean he looks good he looks better than I ever will but like
1: next to Han it's like come on man yeah you're stealing a steez
2: don't say that
1: Hunt beating up Virgil is pretty cool too. By the way, you
2: you want. oh,
0: that might have been the scariest scene in the movie. The movie where like drive. they they leave the party, and they're feeling like tough guys and also scared shitless. And Virgil's like trying to talk shit to this and start crying. He starts crying, and then like that car full of gangbangers comes up and they like yeah. flex the gun. I'm just like, oh god, like I don't know where this movie's
1: gonna go. And like they Same. drive away, but I was like, I was like, you're not hard at all. Like you're Jesus. definitely not. The trailer's pretty cool. I like the Trailers trailer. alright. Doesn't ruin everything. That's good. Nope.
2: I don't know. To me the trailer, like it's great, but like it It sells a different movie to me. It's very of the time. Like, oh shit, fun action movie and this is a lot more like in-depth high school than one would think.
0: Well, I mean, we just watched the trailer for the first Fast and Furious, and like that's it, it sells a different movie too. So, like, that's just of the time, right? It's just like, yeah. hey, this is what we're doing. Come see our movie. Hey, I
2: did it. I I went and saw it with my friends Sam and Wasim. This movie or the Fast and the Furious? Fast and Furious. <laughs> the the first Fast and Furious. Yeah, I didn't you see this movie season. till today. Not yeah, till the, not today, but yes, yeah. yesterday,
0: metaphorically. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and and I saw that Fast and Furious trailer. I'm like, this is a cool movie. I want to watch it.
1: (laughs) Yep, exactly.
2: And then I saw it, and I still loved it for what it was, and all good, you know.
0: The final game to play, the Letterbox game. So for reference' sake, Mad Max: Fury Road has been seen by 710,000 people. Seven one zero. Oh, we haven't played this game in a while. It's over up over 700,000. Better luck tomorrow. 2002, directed by Justin Lin, starring Parry Shen, Jason Tobin, and Sung Kang. Has been seen by how many people?
1: I'm gonna go fifteen thousand, Brian.
2: Just oh, so Letterbox.
1: Yep. How many people have seen it on Letterbox?
2: <laughs> it's a big franchise. I'll go a little over. I'll go twenty.
1: You're both too high.
2: Wow.
1: I'm gonna go eight thousand then. Justin Lin high school movie. I think people have seen it.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I do have a segue after this, but I don't know. Uh, I'll go under him. Seven thousand.
1: You're still both too high. No. Forty-five hundred. That's my lowest guess. Ten. Ten people. Yes. Ten. Well, Price is Right.
0: Brian wins, but <laughs> mathematically, Joe wins. Forty-one hundred. Forty-one oh, twenty-six. On third one
1: I was close on the third. Okay. One. That's not that many people have seen this movie. Nope.
2: It's ten years from now streaming services have dominated everything we don't even have cable anymore they've all been dead universal or whoever's bought universal has one they have fast and furious movies disney (laughs) maybe maybe but they decide (laughs) to make spinoff shows for it they make spinoff movies are you cool with this being on there as one one of the camping easy answer right so you know how like in disney now and in star wars people Overanalyze things and like there's one line in a movie and they'll make a whole novel.
0: Oh, you mean like how food all food over the place? place. Like our catchphrase? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No idea. No idea what you're talking about. So I know
2: the answer to this question, but I'll ask Are you cool with that becoming the future? of the fast and furious universe that it's not just about the movies. Like they take one little thing and they spin it off into a movie or a series or the, the characters in this come back later. Like everything is Bible because let's be honest. Look, this movie's made, I mean, this series has made so much money and has so many fans, but I feel like it's very contained. You don't get like 20 graphic novels based on three scenes. If that makes sense. (laughs)
1: Fair. I think that we've we've hit a point and just because of how it's made that like it never takes itself that seriously. So like they could do it, but people would just be like, either I don't care. It's not like Star Wars where there's like the fandom is like, what did they mean by this? It's like, oh yeah, they said something goofy and like we like it or we don't, and they just move along. It's the audience. I
2: agree with that sentiment, Joe, because I think that if they released a shitty Fast and Furious movie, it's still okay. But if they released a shitty Star Wars movie, which they do, people Riot, not Riot. Yeah, yeah, they get mad. I shouldn't use Riot. But people people get angry, like, what did you do? This ruins everything. But The Fats and Furious has this quality that, like... You, if, as long as you belong, if you release, like, a not-that-great film in the universe, it's still accepted by its fans. And I love that, right? Like, you, there's, like, a lower standard of what has to be good, if that makes sense. And I don't mean that as an insult. The
1: fans are just more relaxed.
2: So, Joey, would you be okay with that kind of treatment, like, in 10 years or 20 years if, like— there's a streaming channel about the movie, but it's like there's so many spin offs and, like, 20 animated shows. and.
0: I mean, Joe and I have said over and over on this show that, like, we're okay with anything, like, as long as it's good. Like, I mean, good is a, a subjective, right? Like, it can be... It doesn't have to be great, but, like, we're still looking for more stuff. I mean, I don't know if I want to have so many things that, like, a lap becomes more than a year, but, like, you know, I'm okay with whatever. Sure.
2: Would it bother you if... That was the lap, like a two-year lap, because there's so much. Shit. Because think about it: if you were a Leaf brother, if you, it was Star Wars, and you, oh, it, and you were, <laughs> if you were watching everything in Star Wars, how long would a lap be? Three years?
0: I think it depends on how you cover it
2: you guys do video games apparently and
0: what we did last lap in this lap is different than normal laps because in normal laps we're not going to cover the spy racers things or the video game we're only yep. going to cover the movies but when someone is experiencing everything for the first time and they want to participate them the option or the ability exactly to watch everything that they want. So we don't know for sure if Heather's going to watch the three series or the video game because the first movie, a little rough, like she, she was not really fully on board. So we'll have to see how it goes down the line, yeah, but we can in audible. a normal lap, a normal lap will be the nine movies or if, you know, if, if, and when F9 comes out this year at the 10th movie, and that's it. So like, this is a longer lap. Last lap was incredibly long for different reasons, but this is a, an aberration, but, would I be okay with a two-year lap? I mean, sure. I think
1: so. If all the content was like made with passion, then yeah.
0: If the Fast and the Furious is big enough to warrant enough content to take a two-year lap, we better be making serious bank, and we would do it more quickly <laughs> than two years.
1: Yeah, we should be on the bankroll at that point.
0: Like Fast and Furious is already big, but like it's not big enough that people need to know who we are yet.
1: You know what I mean?
2: Listeners, this is just a segue we are increasing, and I say we because I'm in the brain trust now, we are increasing the Patreon <laughs> price. We're tripling it, so if you're a patron, expect a larger credit card. Uh, bill. <laughs>
1: Surprise, gotcha. <laughs> you look at your statement, you're like, 600 bucks this month? Holy fuck!
2: Hey, do you really love this movie? <laughs> Specifically, better, better Luck Tomorrow? Because then you better pay up. Anyway, play your games, whatever. I'll stop annoying you. <laughs> I'm trolling this podcast like I love to do. Play
0: your childish games. Okay, so out of those 4,100 people, average score of three and a half. Most common rating is a three and a half, then a four, then a three. How many people have this in their top four favorite movies of all time? Two.
2: Thirty-five. 35.
1: Somewhere in between. Whoa. Seven.
2: That's seven
0: low. Seven at the most. Low.
1: Seven is high. I think I'm, I'm I'm high on seven.
2: 12. You're now both
0: too low. So somewhere between 12 and 35. One more guess each. 15. 19. In this situation, Joe would win prices right. Brian wins overall. The number is 18. 18 that's, people have this in their way top more four. Than I
1: thought. That's cool though.
0: But again, it's the same thing. It's a niche audience, but it's a passionate audience, right? Yeah, that makes sense. We're going to go to Will Ullman's account at W Ullman on Letterboxd. He has not reviewed this movie, but it is his number one favorite movie of all time. Three other movies in his top four are arguably some of the biggest movies of all time. His number four movie is the most seen movie on Letterboxd.
1: Oh, it's not Mad Max Fury Road, though, right? Correct. It's Inception is the the one we checked.
0: Wait, I might have this clue wrong. Hold on nope nope I'm I'm right no it's it that's like that might be number two it's not this movie though
2: Avengers Endgame nope Letterbox people are corny
1: that's up there that's for sure up yeah there. Avengers Endgame is way up there um it's the
2: most watched movie ever but none of Letterboxd because they watch like <laughs> in- indie shit and whatever
1: I forget I like I was definitely Inception is what I was thinking Tenet is good but it's nope. too new but it is, it's, it's it is recent older. though Really? Birds of prey. Not that recent. The
2: Hunt for Red October.
1: More recent than that.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Just tell us. It's a
0: foreign language film. The, oh, Parasite. Parasite. That's, That's the most watched
2: film on Letterbox.
0: Yes. You guys are yes. nerds. See, it's also Letterbox number one <laughs> highest rated movie.
2: Nerds. Come on. Do <laughs> you think my mom's even heard of Parasite? You're right. You know one Best Picture. I get it, but she's like, "Oh, that. Okay, whatever." Yeah. Keep going to the broken Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Keep going back to that well. That's fine. That's fine. Keep, hey, keep that,
2: hey, I've acknowledged how bad rotten tomatoes is every week sometimes by week
0: you still use it for like 200 episodes but you know it's fine i
2: gotta keep the train rolling
0: all right number two is number two movie is one of the biggest movies of all time came out in the 90s and it is my barometer for when a movie uses bad cgi i'm like well this movie came out then independence day nope
2: the scorpion king
0: nope jurassic park Yep, number two, Jurassic Park number two. And then number three is from the early 2000s, and is a movie, it's one of the movies we most often compare to one of the movies in the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: Avengers Endgame? Did we just guess it early? From early 2000s, I said. Oh, what do we compare it to? Just Avengers? The Avengers?
0: That's still not early 2000s. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Iron Man came out in 08, like the Avengers was until 2012. Point Break? That's the early 90s. Yeah, that's right. Alright,
2: I'm gonna guess an early 2000s movie. I think it's right. Hopefully I get this right. Is it A Cinderella Story? No, not even close. (laughs) Is it Bring It On?
0: No, not even close. This movie was covered by this podcast network.
2: (laughs) Is it The Hot Chick? All movies I covered on High School Slumber Party. Available. (laughs)
1: It's not a high school movie.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. Early
1: 2000s and somebody covered, is it like Mission Impossible? Nope.
2: Wait, wait, wait. This is the third most watched movie?
1: No, no, no. This is his, this guy's third, Your most favorite. Favorite, third favorite movie on this guy's profile. Gone in 60 Seconds? No, but Ooh. you're closer. He said the network, not us. We didn't cover oh. it. So it's somebody else did it, that's why I was taking that clue. But so Gone in
0: 60 correct. Seconds would fit that clue. Mike and I covered that.
1: That's right. That's right. That true.
0: We haven't covered Gone in 60.
1: That's right. We just watched it for the watch party. That's
2: right. We haven't covered Gone in 60 Seconds?
1: No, it hasn't it fit the in the lap.
0: I guess it is a classic car movie in that our deadline, our cutoff is the first movie so it would
1: go classic car movies but it doesn't feel like that
2: have you not covered Gone in 60 seconds i don't know
1: early 2000s huge movie that we compare the fast and the furious to all the time that's a, is it a marvel movie nope
0: and i'm not saying we compare the fast and the furious we compare one movie in the franchise to
1: to this movie yep oh italian job nope
2: oh that was gonna be my next guest
1: but it's the same movie we compare to that so it's fast five we compare fast five just to, to this city mm-hmm. of god no, I don't know. What is it? She day's Nope. What is it? I need two
0: precision drivers.
1: Oh, um, Ocean's Eleven. There you
2: go. Ah, uh, okay,
1: you. okay. That makes... Oh God! How, yeah, we were we were close. I was dancing all around it.
0: Yeah, by I gave you so many clues. You had all the clues, Mister Police.
1: You did. No, you did. You did. I hope that all the listeners got it because I didn't. Better
0: luck tomorrow, Jurassic Park, Ocean's Eleven, Parasite, four unequivocally good movies. So, good job, Will Alman.
1: Yeah, pretty you good. You nailed it.
0: Well, we are going to continue this conversation on Friday on Brian's show on High School Slumber Party. Brian, what do you want to plug? What do you want to tell people about? What do people need to know? What's their homework before they listen to Friday's
2: episode? So my podcast is called Foodie Films. We talk, f- <laughs> we talk food and movies. My name is Kyle Reinfried. No, no, no. If you want some more in-depth knowledge, if you want me being less fun but more serious, listen to High School I never
1: want that. That was the worst sell ever. <laughs> I that was horrible. I'm kidding, Bye. but Nobody's I Nobody's lo- going to listen I,
2: to it now. I'm kidding. I'm, well, I'm half kidding. I love being on this show because I just get to be on the wing, and if someone kicks me the ball, I shoot a three-pointer, and that's fine. On my show, I'm the Joey. I'm the point guard. I, I'm dribbling the ball. <laughs> court. I'm deciding who to You're pass. You're the Troy to. Bolton. <laughs> yes, I'm the Troy Bolton. Yeah, but uh, on this show, uh, you know, I'm just like a three and D wing, just like the white guy who gets the scholarship because he can shoot the threes hitting those threes. (laughs) I'm fine at that. Just doing my thing. The agent on the bench. That's what you are. (laughs) The agent on the bench. Perfect. But if you want to hear what I'm truly like, and if you want to hear more of the deep dive analysis of this film, the high school analysis, I'm going to do a lot of research, but we're going to have fun because do you ever not have fun with these two guys? These guys are a blast, and Joe too. You're an official member of the High School Slumber Party Podcast and the Cage Club Podcast Network. Available Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're oh, listening now. Oh, you're an official member because you're on our lap of Twilight forever this year. I'm so excited I'm for it. So
0: I'm lap. It's, it. It's not called a lap.
2: It's a lifetime, but I keep calling it a lap. <laughs> <life. laughs> you're on the lifetime of it, so you you got to watch all the movies for Twilight. And pet peeve of mine are these people on Twitter on instagram and in real life who just rip on the twilight movies and not understand how they don't even know how fun they are to watch no one's taking it super seriously like oh this is great and i compare twilight to the fast and furious franchise because once you're in you're in does that make sense yep
1: you're just there for the ride man
2: you're there for the ride
1: on your dirt bike going too fast to relive your dead boyfriends and too memories furious. exactly
2: no but it's so true like the these i know your listeners don't want to hear this but twilight and the fast and furious franchise very comparable in so many respects it, yeah. it's just junk food you want to watch and you want to do you want to have a good time with and if yeah. if you just throw all the sexist things about twilight oh teen girls watch it forget it watch twilight listen and in 2021, listen to Joe Two talk about it because yep. Joe Two and Kate and I have off-air texted about this. We're so excited for our conversations with you. We had a little 10-minute spiel. Ooh. I think you got to experience a little bit of the craziness that we do. I don't know. And Joey, I know we're gonna piss you off. I, <laughs> I,
0: don't. I. This is the other thing you gotta stop saying. You gotta stop apologizing and stop saying that I'm gonna get mad at long episodes. Like it's understood by now.
2: But this is gonna like I'm gonna have to edit down three hours and. 54 minutes of content of Joe 2 and Kate Hudson talking about Twilight. I hope you're aware of that. It's going to be my life's work, but I'm all in. (laughs) Regardless, if you don't want to hear any of that bullshit, Friday, listen to high school slumber party on the same network that you listen to too fast to forever listen to the fun we're going to have it's not as boring as i pretend it's going to be we're going to deep dive i i took notes we're gonna we're gonna ask some questions that i haven't even asked today and i'm very curious of what these guys are gonna say because i'll say it definitively right now and if you cut me off i'm totally okay with it (coughs) this should be in the laps this should be there you should have Oof. two or three Oof. pit stops surrounding it. This should be in the rotation. End of story. That was beautiful,
0: boy. Wow. So I, I I like that. When I ask what you want to plug for, like fifteen of those minutes, you plugged us. Like people are already listening to our show. Like we don't, you know.
1: But no, man. I, we I appreciate we, it. We plug Brian every fucking episode. <laughs> I,
2: I gotta lube it up a little. Some of your listeners have become my Facebook friends. Bring it on. I'm. I'll be friends with that anyone. Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Friend me. We'll talk. Message me. We'll have a conversation. I won't I won't say no. I'll bother you all day. It's all good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, next week, we have no Brian, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. But you way, can go listen to his
1: episode. It's going to be more of this bullshit anyway, so. But we
0: are going back to the main canon, because this is not main canon, Brian. We are going to Miami, Florida to hang out Ooh. with your girl, Suki, Ooh. in Too Fast, Too Furious. <sighs> Heather Antos back to talk about... Too Fast, Too Furious right here on Too Fast, Too Forever next week. Very, very, very exciting.
2: When I finally get that lap in 2047... We're going to talk all Suki, every movie, and where she should have fit in. So, guys, the Suki Ooh. Lab, yeah. Keep listening to yeah. till 2047 at the very least.
1: And lots of Steve Aoki music videos. I was
0: going to say the conversation starter is not going to be a question, it's going to be us going to a different Benny Holland <laughs> right menu and reviewing that each episode. Is... Foodie
2: <laughs> films, there we go. <laughs> the Fruity Foods man can join us. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Oh, yes. For all
0: things Fruity Films, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com, yeah. slash too fast 2 forever or at too fast 2 forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, Films at cageclub.me. Come back next week for Too Fast, Too Furious. Come back this Friday on High School Slumber Party for Better Luck Tomorrow, the part two of two episode with Brian's Slumber Party, Late Night
2: Rodriguez.
0: You know, email us, fruityfilms at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski
2: i'm joe too and i'm brian rodriguez the third co-host of this podcast
0: (laughs) and we'll tell you all about it when we
1: see you again